Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos, and uh, happy holidays to everybody. I, I know it's the 23rd. A lot of people are taking this day off, but we uh, we have so many good episodes coming up. We thought we would release one today because people are traveling. I mean, maybe you're traveling right now. People are getting out there. I know uh, most of us aren't like commuting to our regular jobs or whatever, but, you know, why not have a podcast? It's it's the holiday. It's the season of giving, not withholding. Giving. And this is Jamie Lee, one of my absolute favorite people. She's got a new show coming out called 10 Things. We talk about that a little bit. We talk a lot about uh, weddings and uh, our uh, laughs, our laughs and friendship. So I'm excited to release this to you guys. Uh, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Oh, God, somebody kill me. I was going to say, you can go to PeteHolmes.com uh, for all the T-shirts that you need or... Uh, uh, you made it weird.com for any of the, for, uh, the older t-shirts, that sort of stuff. We have a sponsor that I'm very excited about, which is Mac Weldon, which is also like underwear and t-shirts and socks and that sort of stuff. But it's like really fucking great underwear, t-shirt, socks stuff. Like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I get like one of my like favorite pairs of underwear in the morning, like you're not at the bottom of the rotation, you get like one of the premium ones like Mac Weldon. I like feel better. I feel like a superhero all day, just a little bit, but reverse because I wear them on the outside. But I'm excited about these because they're the softest, most kind of premium. I don't know why it took so long for people to kind of figure out that we wanted better underwear, but Mack Weldon figured that out. It's not just a gift. It's a gift that every man needs, and it's a gift that every man is excited to get. That's completely true. We wouldn't say it if it, I wouldn't take them as a sponsor if I didn't love this product. It's wonderful, premium fabric. They uh, eliminate odors naturally. <laughs> It's called antimicrobial. That's what that's what that means. So like everything that's touching it's going to be better. Do you understand? And they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't even like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. I mean, you're not going to beat that. Not only do, does Mac Weldon make underwear, socks, and T-shirts that look good, they perform well too. That means they're great for working out, going to work, sitting around, playing video games, running a marathon, running for your life, uh, running towards a flood because you love flood swimming, running away from a flood because you can't swim, uh, going on a date uh, at the end of a date where you, you like that last moment of seduction where you're like, what kind of underwear do they have on? And you're like, boom, Mack Weldon. Yeah, you're, you're fucking the right person and just everyday life. So go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off. 20%? Holy shit. 20% off using promo code WEIRD and show your support for this podcast. So get to MacWeldon.com now. Thank you, Mac Weldon. I can't call you Mac. We don't know each other that well. But thank you for sponsoring. You made it weird. And guys, enjoy Jamie Lee and uh, have a very happy new year. And we'll be back soon with more new episodes. Get into it. Aristotle. Hi, Aristotle. Calm the stats. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pause because that was funny. <laughs> 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 Who did you? That's right. <laughs>
Uh, you can do a hard U. Okay. Or lowercase n. Time to oh no! Why are you laughing? I'm still laughing at the Jew is here. Oh. Can you close that. It was actually the Jew is in. The Jew is in. Uh, that's the chair. God, you've done oh. this before. <laughs> well, I was across from I, I didn't you last mean to, time, for sure. You were not. I've I never was. done a podcast. Really? Oh, then I don't have proper recollection. You have bad recollection. No, that, I, I shouldn't. It's funny. I've been... This is so fun. I'm just really excited to see you. I'm excited to see you, too. Val was so bummed that I get to see you, and she doesn't. Oh, I was just... Uh... Just talking about Val, because I listened to the episode Blaming? with Jacqueline. Oh, Jack. And, uh, oh, <laughs> now it's official. I love it. Um, it I really, was, it's fine. She just put her earphones on. That's yeah, what I'm It is. It's kind of like, oh, we're, we're doing this. It makes everything more immediate. Yeah. You hear your own voice. Yeah. It's just like voice. immediate, like self-reflection. <laughs> Yeah, There's just like a constant like input and output yeah. of like but also, saying like, what you think, but also taking in what you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like parties and loud things. I don't think I'm hard of hearing. I just think I'm way taller than everybody. And everybody's You're really on a different quiet. plane. I'm on a different plane. Yeah. So I'm sticking like, up there. I just, I just, I'm checking my mail every day. I'm checking every other day. What? I check my mail every other day. No, I don't check every day. That's fine. What are you saying? And then, yeah, like here, say it for like, all of us on all levels. But here we are. I don't check my mail every day. I check it every other. Day. Oh yeah, no. It. This is yeah, this is what's right about. This is a party gone right. That's right. Yeah, I always. Well, you know, my dad's hard of hearing, and your dad's hard of hearing. Yep, we got so them deaf dads. I'm always thinking, deaf dads. <laughs> deaf dads. Oh no. I just like slip into that mode where I talk like you and TJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, I always, I, every time I'm at a party, I ask people to repeat whatever it is they said, even if they feel like they're projecting. I'm like, you're not. Yeah, I didn't hear it. And get with the mumbling. Get mumbling out There's of here. So much mumbling. There's so much mumbling. But then you have to ask yourself. Maybe like our hearing is getting worse, but I don't want to believe be. it because I have such like childhood issues with going. De- I'm so afraid of but going me deaf. Too. In fact, that's uh, going back to my dad. And now everybody's projecting everything on everybody. So it upsets me more than other people that I can't hear. Right. Because then I feel like I love my dad very dearly. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, let's just put it out there. Love you, dad. <laughs> what? Love you, dad. You have a podcast? <laughs> No, it has nothing to do with not loving him. It's just it has to do with, you know, often he won't hear. Point in case, case in point. Mm-hmm. Point in case. Wait a minute. Just really quick. With This is so appropriate for what we're talking about. I do need to make my earphones louder. Is this the button? Yeah. Well, no, you follow the little. This <laughs> one. I know. I was just testing you. <laughs> oh, now I can hear you. This is great. Oh, these are good levels. Case in point. These are good levels. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, and my mom made cream corn for my dad. It's a, it's a study in love languages. Have we ever talked about love languages? Yes, we have. I think that's like a common thing. People know love languages. Did you like, you were, there's, the, there's a book about it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read the book, but I feel like I've you just... You don't have to read the people, book. Yeah, I just feel like people talk about it, and I feel like I've read the book. We've unendorsed the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just said, you don't have to. No, you don't need it. But you get it. People communicate and, and experience love in different ways. One, the only ones I know, one is giving. Right. They like to give you things. One's verbal. One is, yeah, verbal. Or one like is verbal time. validation. Like it's like spending time with uh-huh. the person. 
One of affection. them I think is service, affection. Yeah, like we're just making this up. Yeah, there's just like there's actually like forty two. There's a lot of them, but the book yeah. boils it down to six. Right. <laughs> but my mom's, for example, is like service. Like mm-hmm. she she will like a lot of like sweet old ladies. I think uh, she's completely capable, but she'll be like. Peter, will you will you take the cap off this very easy to take off jar of pickle? Right. You know what I mean? It's like already loosened. Right, right, you right. You can hear it rattling. <laughs> she moves. It's like, Mom, it's not even on. She but- opened it and then actually <laughs> tightened it again. She would gave tighten it, it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my dad. Well, wait. Why did? Oh, so my mom. Oh yeah, cream corn is gifts. I think she she'll make cooking is like a thing. So she noticed first of all that my dad was ordering a lot of cream corn. Oh, I know that's sweet. That's really sweet. So it's like this old. They've been and together. Gross. Cream for corn sounds fuck, disgusting. I know cream corn is so gross. Oh, it it's sounds like, like bad, straight up baby food. It, what is it like army food? Like you have a tin and you open it and it's either sardines or cream corn and you're like, ah, it's cream corn day. Yeah, it definitely feels like like the road. Yeah, like <laughs> we need this. The road. <laughs> they found a baby. They like found it in a ditch yeah. on the side of the road, like, lit on fire, and, and they're like, corn. "Put the fire out, yeah. eat the cream corn." Oh my god! So she, firstly, she noticed that's sweet. Secondly, she made cream corn. Thirdly, when she presented, I knew it was a big deal because I like we've talked about this. Like I'm the Rosetta Stone. Like I speak everybody's language. Yes. So I'm like, I see that mom has made cream corn for dad, and it, it is very sweet. She like prepared it. And then we get to the table, and then at the moment of the unveiling of the corn, <laughs> the, the tin foil comes off the top, and it's placed in front of my dad. It just looks like fucking unicorn brains. You know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, It yeah. looks like a light brain color. Just old brains casserole. Just <laughs> a brains, holiday brains casserole. A brains roll. Yeah, brains roll. And she puts it down, and at that moment, this is not his fault. Uh-huh. He, so he's not really... It's a it's a combination. I like to say you can't spell dad without ADD. So he he's not listening to begin with, and also sometimes he doesn't hear. It's a mix of both. It's oh, hard yeah. to call it. Was that disinterest or was it like a oh physical thing? God. You can't right. Story of my life. Story. Well, we're gonna get. I want to chat. We're gonna. I wrote down. Oh parents. no, I did it again. I want to chat. Chat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, snap and do a slim jam. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, a little TJ You chaps. go to another place. I know, I, I, I TJ out. Your eyes just yeah, like, I, yeah! <laughs> and I have to put my arms up. You're just like a zesty baby bird. <laughs> yeah! Give me a worm! Uh, okay, so the unveiling of the unveiling, corn. Yeah. It's placed in front of him, as you would baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Gold frankincense myrrh, <laughs> cream corn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know, if I'm a baby, I'm going for that cream corn burn. I don't want the burn. I don't want the gold. Give me the cream corn. You could, if there were four wise men and one had cream corn, he would have been. It would all be talking about him now. <laughs> bits, 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 so anyway, this story isn't as good as as long okay, as okay. I'm so, yes. yeah, okay. So yes, yeah. Okay. In that moment, unveiling, yeah. The ADD dad, mm-hmm. the the somewhat deaf dad that we'll talk about your dad next. At that moment, doesn't notice the corn, and then instead gets up, and this is such a dad thing. Picks up the tray of turkey. He thought that was the right moment, and God love him. Yeah. He thought it was the right moment to get pick up the turkey and then offer it to me and Val, who are both don't eat meat. <laughs> so it's like this double fail. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So it's of like not acknowledging yeah. of not acknowledging the thing that was made for him. Yes. But then also like also doing a sweet gesture where he's like, I want to make sure my kids. I actually saw it as sweet. Yeah, I, didn't, it's sweet. I, I didn't think like, Dan, I don't eat meat. Right. But there was a little twinge of like. Yeah, We've been come through on. This. It's been three, yeah. four years of not eating turkey, and now he's just like, you want them turkey? And I'm like, <laughs> notice the corn. And then everyone else in the family starts going like, woo, corn, cream corn, cream corn, oh. we love the corn. <laughs> and my mom is just, she's pouting. She's like, I didn't notice my corn. And I'm like, oh, you I know, know, it's like yeah. going to the hardware just, store for I, milk. That was know? a very vivid, like, I feel like I was there, because I know oh, everyone brutal. at that table. You do know everyone yeah. at that table. Some of them... Some of them have passed. Yes, yeah, so, okay. I'm but, my but, Uncle Charles, yo. What I did was wrong. wrong. It's not my Uncle Charles. It's my aunt. <laughs> oh, boy. I, oh, I boy. really just meant you. I felt like, uh, yeah, I just feel like knowing you and Val and then the dynamic there oh, with yeah. your parents or just in general, boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, to yeah. care. That's just, I don't know. It's just a very, it's very, I, I, you painted the picture well, and I definitely. You've been there, but you also have, have those been parents. There, and I also have similar And I know parents. your parents. And yes. you're, you've got a, you've got a great pair of parents. It's why you're, firstly, I've been meaning to say, you're so funny. I want to open with compliments. You're so funny. Oh my, I'm so Kate. proud of you. Aww. You're at the top of the list, whatever I have to recommend or whatever it That's is. Very nice. JamieLeeComedy.net. That's <laughs> <laughs> not it, but um, and you're welcome. I'm so happy to see you. I know this is great. Let's talk about your parents. It's so funny. Your podcast really is just a lovely. It's it's so it's so nice how it's like oh we can just like shoot the shit. It's just an excuse. It's just a nice. Uh, it's a nice time just to sit down. It is. Yeah. And the thing of uh, green lights and trying to go with somebody and all that like inadvertently. Because I was like, oh, what if I did a second podcast? What if I, like, Doug Benson did and did hmm. another podcast? I was like, what would my idea be? And then I was like, what if it was just a space where we just agreed and uh, just basically loving each other, saying yes to who the person is the whole time? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah, that is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like, go on. But instead I was like, mm. <laughs> But I was like, that's what people are start craving. At least that's what I'm craving. And I like doing it. For other people, and then they end up doing it for me, and everybody wins, and it's very nice. But I think that's what people maybe pick up on it. I don't know. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, go on. Oh, Sorry, I'm wearing an wait, undershirt. We were talking about. <laughs> yes. I just woke up. <laughs> Unleash the V-neck. <laughs> see them pit things. <laughs> you just like became your. With that, know, t- with that T-shirt. This is what that is straight look- up sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> Oh my god! Can we get the only thing of- that T-shirt is missing is like like uh, Prego spaghetti stains <laughs> down the front and the back. Maybe like a chunk of like ZD meat. Oh <laughs> it would be no. that T-shirt would be complete. My dad, I just watched Uncle Buck, and Uncle Buck is eating Frosted Flakes with his hands, and then he vacuums himself. Oh, it's like I've a never big seen gag. that movie. Ooh. I'm one of those people who hasn't seen things that I should have seen just yeah. to for the very basic. Cultural reason relevance. of just getting references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are yeah. so many references you that are Chris lost Thayer on me. You can say that way. You can say to Chris Thayer, like, I am your father. And he's like, hmm? Yeah. He's like, is that from Dr. Phil? <laughs> is that Maury? Is that Maury? Um, <laughs> wait, but uh, you, oh, God, I really do listen to this podcast. So uh, there's you one do? episode. Yeah, I do. It's one of, it's, that was one again, of my big complaints. Was I was like, I wish the writers on the talk show listened to the podcast. But I you think did. they do. They do? No, oh, I did. Yeah. When we were on. Oh, yeah, I've always listened, you know, mostly because um, you always joke about how, like, this is a long podcast, but that's actually the thing I love about it is yeah. that 
it's always the exact amount of time that I like want to go for a walk. Like I sometimes take like take a two hour. Yeah, walk. I get real into walks. Ooh. Yeah, it's like because I'm trying to like sort of capture that feeling of like when I lived in New York and I would just like stroll. Omg. Yeah. So I was just there for two months and the amount I mean, of strolling. Please, you can't not stroll. No, you, get you back can't to not your stroll. Place, and like we we had a studio, it was a very nice, great location. But yeah. still, what the where, fuck? where were you staying? What part of town? West Village. Oh, I know. God. And by the water. And at so this time thrilled. of year, like, are you kidding me? Oh my god, it's a dream. But you can't just stay in your apartment. No, Our, you've been to my house many times. You yes. can stay in my house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, a it's porch. Yes, there's a dog. There's a there's a big TV. Yeah, I, your house is a great TV. impression of a house. <laughs> my house is like what kids draw. There's sometimes smoke billowing out of the chimney. <laughs> It's not true. It doesn't work. No. But in New York, you have to get out. Yeah. You have to go walk, and it's amazing. Yeah, and, like, when I moved here, I honestly, I don't feel, like, very safe in L.A., like, just mm. in general. I don't know if you feel that. I mean, I think our neighborhood, I walk in our neighborhood and stuff. I'm not oh, saying that, that I'm, like. because you live on that sketchy block. No, my block, me. well, my block's fine, but my block is near That's some it sketchiness. Is. It's not even that. It's, like, even your house. I'm, like, well, but, your, your house is very safe, but then you get outside, and it's, like, you're not that far away from, like, Hollywood where there was, like, a recent shooting. Like, yeah. it's just this. There's oh God, a f- you, I know. You even leaned in the mic. Hollywood, oh, where there was a recent <laughs> But I, I just feel, I feel not safe here. Even when I'm like in the nice part, I, there's just a, there's just a, a palpable kind of unrest you, to LA. Oh, I agree. Where it's like, even if you're in a nice neighborhood, you just feel like, yeah, but a drunk driver could like swerve into you at any oh, moment. Yeah. Like there's just you this overcrowding why? kind of feeling. Not that there and isn't that in New York, but. You're you're walking, and it yeah. just there's a safeness to New York. Now. I there used to is. do a lot more night walks, and I would walk over by your house. And it, it's it, when I said sketchy, your your street isn't sketchy. No, the I know. whole it, city has a tendency. It's a, it's a city that's doing an impression of a town, <laughs> but it's not safe like a town. It's right. very urban. You'll walk down and, a lot of streets where there's just like no street lights or something. Yeah, because they don't think you're out walking. Yeah, they're like, why, why would, would you, you walk? Be, yeah, why would you be walking? Yeah, have you heard so, of a car? <laughs> I know what you mean. And I, I benefit from that false sense of security from being a, a gigantic man. Mm, but I'm also like, they could, anyone could look in my eyes and be like, you want to give me everything you have just to show me how dematerialized you are? And then they'd stab me anyway. <laughs> I imagine someone confronting you by climbing up you oh and then getting God. in your face. And then kind of like putting their legs around my neck yeah. like that and then slapping <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> Like the Krang robot. Like yeah. if, if Krang ever wanted to rebel against the Krang. So you robot. don't know that great, great well, reference. Don't know. That's it. the Ninja Turtles oh, cartoon. I know what I was going to tell you. Ninja Turtles cartoon. <laughs> Sorry. He just falls back I'm, in his chair having a seizure. We've been having a lot of serious ones. I want to have a silly one. Oh, what I was going to tell you is that you did an episode. Crap, I just forgot it again. Oh no, I know. You did an episode where I don't remember who you're talking about. Maybe Josh Gobelman, I can't remember, but you were talking about how you think you might have like mild you have like autistic tendencies because you like to watch the same thing. Oh yeah. I have that so yeah. bad to the point where I'll just watch things over and over and then I'm like, oh, this could be a great time to maybe watch something new. Mm. So I at least have that reference in my pocket. Yeah. Like Uncle But whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead I just watch the same like weird crime documentary. Like, yeah. I literally have seen Blackfish. That's not a crime documentary, but I've literally seen Blackfish like eight times. Is that the one about the whales? Yes. And Dan was like, finally, somebody's like, don't hey, you think why, it's weird? Why are you watching that? It's like crazy. It's like, it's about whale dying. And you can't, you can't be watching that all the time. Don't you just want to throw a wet football to a dog? I mean, it's just like more better out there. You get like a slice of pizza going, a little bolognese. 
mind in the me. best part is that he started out as walking and then he turned into Mark Wahlberg in fear. <laughs> I know. I'm Jamie for, Jamie forever. Um, but no, uh, but yeah, I oh, but, no, but he yeah. brought it up to me. He was like, "Don't you Oh, I I know actually Blackfish he called me out on also, but I was watching Crash Reel, which is about um the snowboarder. It's an HBO documentary about a snowboarder Kevin Pierce who was like going to beat Sean White in the Olympics uh-huh. and then he got a yeah, he got a brain um he had a, I don't even. I can't even talk. You. I'm remembering he, now that yes. when uh, can we say that we were dating? Oh sure, I, sure. Okay. Yeah, we, that's when fine. We were dating. I noticed hard that you have, and you made me come up with the theory that I've this said many times so, on oh, this I'm podcast, so where I'm like, but I think I'm wrong. But this used to be my. Theory. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. I was like, women love, murder. and I meant you, murder and blood, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's I. Again, I don't think this is true. I'm just going to say it. I was like, I think it's because women live. We live in a city where there could be an earthquake at any moment. And women live in a world where you could get pregnant and like get like split in half by a baby and there's blood and there's gushing. I know it's beautiful, but it's also very violent. Violent. Yeah. So there's this thing. And then also the the period. Like I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. Oh no, I like this theory. I think it's interesting. I think there's something that you guys that women deal with a shedding of blood every month. Yeah, I mean it's also I don't know. It or might, it, it might be now Well, I, it could be well, you're not I don't know that. I don't think it's a right or wrong. I think it's also that where it's still like, you know, there there's a certain standard that's been expected of us and the right. things that we're supposed to be interested in and right. the media so we're supposed to behind the Yeah, so it might there there probably is a little bit of like repression. I think it's more that. Yeah, it's probably more that. I think it's but more I that, really but loved your period. We, but, that, but that was ten years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I was like, right. I think it must be I had to come up with some theory because I couldn't figure out why. But you know, like I, I love that though. I think that's I, I you, it's not again, it doesn't sound like it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's, not it's, wrong. A, it's a theory. It's, it's a, a theory. theory. It's a theory. How could a theory be wrong? I guess you could just prove it but right. i mean like it's a theory it's a thought experiment yeah i like it it's, it's like a good why thought experiment. you were the first person that i was like i've noticed and then i would notice other female friends of mine were the same way mm-hmm. they love watching uh val is not really she can she she gets freaked out more so and like that, with the jinx she wasn't like she loved the jinx okay. but it scared her and, oh. and robert old robbie durst was like don't give him a nickname he's no. a bad man Robert Durst. My main man, Bobby. <laughs> somebody calls him Bobby. Bobby D. He calls and somebody goes, Bobby D, man! What's happening? I didn't watch the documentary. How are you? Like, he's completely out of the loop. I don't like you on TV. I like you as a person. Let's get tuna melt. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you. I miss us. I miss- <laughs> but Robert Durst was active near where Val used to live. So oh. she'd hear the like the ones that the murders that weren't necessarily pegged to him, but were around the same time and had a similar ammo. I'm uh-huh. sure you know ammo because uh-huh. all the things you want, but uh, were near where she used to live. Oh, so she was like, "Oh, it's one of those like when we just watched Spotlight and like." Oh, I, I just was, saw that yesterday. I was talking to Berbiglia, <gasps> a movie that I've seen. I'm like hey! proud of myself. Yes! Yeah. And it's not one that that's not going to work for you. If you do Conan next week and you do a spotlight joke, Michael Keaton could be in the crowd and he wouldn't laugh. <laughs> he doesn't remember making it. Nobody, right. nobody saw it. Like, we saw it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we totally. watch Louie. No one else watches Louie. Totally. Like, you can't go up to my dad and be like, Louie, 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 Louie. He'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? And he right. wouldn't hear you anyway. <laughs> uh, what were you saying? Um, Murder, theory. Oh. 
Oh, oh I was talking about. I was saying I was talking Val about, gets freaked yeah. out more. And I was saying that. Oh, I was just saying that I watched. I've seen Crash Reel um, oh, yeah. probably, which by the way has kind of a nice ending to it. Like the, I know, just I know, I know. Me. Oh no, I was just, just tell so he, me the nice ending. Jump up, ahead ninety oh, okay. seconds if you so don't he, want that ruined. Okay. I want it ruined. Okay. <laughs> I do. So he, well, no, he. So he had, um, well, he had a he had a brain injury, and then he's recovered, and you know, I don't know if he'll ever go back to uh, to snowboarding or not, but. You know, he's like teaching awareness and, you know, teaching, meditation awareness. Uh, no, not meditation. What's awareness? No, he's just like going into schools and trying to oh, teach awareness kids. for brain stuff. Uh, uh, awareness for safety. And yeah, I mean, again, I don't know if that's actually that happy of an ending, but don't, don't you wish there but was. But it felt like it was wrapped up nicely. I don't know. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, what am I, I saying? Understand. That's so sad that he can't snowboard anymore. <laughs> I know. But I I, know. the point is that I've seen it probably six times. What do you think that is? Do you think you like staring the demon in the face? You like putting up the plexiglass and staring at it in the face? I think so. I think that, well, I have a lot of morbid curiosity, and I'm not sure where that comes from, but I find, I'm just like very, I just think like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's also because I haven't experienced enough, like, uh, like, what's the word? Like enough, like, sort of like emotional curveballs in my life or like enough stress or I don't know where I'm like craving it from these outside sources. Why do uh, Rob Rob Bell and I talk about this. It's actually in a book of his that's wonderful called Drops Like Stars. Highly recommend. Uh, And he talks about the the phenomenon of of kids in the suburbs listening to like gangster rap or whatever. And he's not judging it or condemning it or even trying to pull meaning out of it. But what is going on there? Why did I love punk rock? He's judging it a little. (laughs) (laughs) No, maybe he is. Maybe I am. But sure. when I lived in Lexington, Massachusetts, the, like it's such a uh, caricature of a safe suburb, affluent suburb, that that's where, speaking of Mark Wahlberg, he goes in the fighter. Remember, he takes yeah, her yeah, yeah. on the date to the movie theater I used to oh, work right, at. Oh, right, right. Because he was like, you took me to fucking Lottie Dah Lexington. Why don't you show me where you live, Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> and like, because that's what, where I live. So it's so safe. It's so... It's a little quaint town. Yeah. And uh, I listened to like – I was listening to like the casualties and like these really hardcore right. punk bands. Why? Right. Why did I want to get like tossed around? Why do we love Fight Club? I, have you right. seen that movie? I have. It was a long time ago. But I, I But in know. Fight Club, it's these guys that live in cubicles and they decide to start punching each other in the right. face and kicking the shit out and right, lose right, teeth right. and spit up blood. Why? Because we know we're all coded – in this this awareness that suffering exists, and and we know that it's there and it's waiting for us. Yeah, I'm not saying this to scare anybody, but we all go around knowing that death is there for you. It will happen, and guess what? You'll be there when it happens. I think about that Woody Allen joke all the time. He goes, "I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to be there when it happens." That's one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had in the past three years. Is is coming to trying to start to come to terms with the idea that you'll be there when it happens. Like, yes, I always think of it in third person. Maybe it's yeah, no. but it'll be. You. Right. There! Aristotle! Sorry. Yeah! Uh, go on. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm freaking um, Aristotle out. I think that, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of like, um, I, I guess you, you always hear like, Sometimes people will, um, like, not prepare for auditions. This is, like, such an LA example. But people won't prepare for auditions because they, they, rege- they want to reject the casting people before the casting people right. reject them. And I That's wonder right. if there's kind of that dynamic going on with me watching horrible, like, you death be, stuff. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, like, I got this. I can handle death. I watch it all the time. And this is why smoking is cool. This is why right, right, eating right. a steak is cool. Like, any, th- I know steak isn't exactly the same, but, like, any sort of, 
let's just say with smoking. We talked about it on the talk show. We wrote a, yeah. a pretty great monologue yeah, about yeah. smoking. I love that monologue. And there's something about giving the finger to death. So watching your snowboarder tragedy mm-hmm. or smoking, I get it. I understand. Like you want to show death that you're not afraid, even though you you probably are pretty afraid. It's so funny because I when I watch it, I'm not thinking those of thoughts not. consciously. But now that I'm talking about it, it's the first thing that comes to mind. I what go, is? oh, that's like what you just said. It's oh. like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely giving death a finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sitting there thinking that when I'm watching it. But I watch these things over and over. These are these are documentaries. I mean, it's mostly documentaries that are horrifying. Like Dear Zachary, have you seen that one? I have seen Dear Zachary. I mean, I've seen that so many times. And most people, it's like a one and done. Like, oh, okay, yeah. that's the worst thing I've ever watched. Wait, was Dear Zachary the one about the boy who wants to kill himself his whole life? No, but have you and I seen? watched that together. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. What's that one called? That is called Boy, boy Interrupted. Interrupted. Yeah. I that is, you. and you interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that I've seen that is, one a bunch. That one is uh, I've brutal. gone back and, yeah, and I, I'll just go back and watch them. And then, I just feel like other people will see them and they're like, that was so traumatizing. I never want to sit through that again. Like, I feel like if Nate Fernald saw yeah. Dear Zachary, he'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I yeah. never want to see that again. Whereas I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, I will watch that again probably in a month. I can watch that. I don't know why Nate came to mind, but I, 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 I just because I've talked to him about like movies and stuff where he's like, oh, it's so horrible. He'll say things that are so horrible. I always feel like the things that I find horrible, that just intrigues me to like rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Yeah. But yeah. what is a nightmare, right? I think uh, oftentimes a nightmare is you enacting what you're doing while you're awake. You know, there's such a thing as death meditation. I don't, I'm not trying to Ooh, steer what this. what is that? It's like literally you meditate just thinking about your death. People do it in cemeteries. Uh, in India, there's a spot on the Ganges where they burn all the bodies. I thought you were going to say there was a spa. Uh, there's like a death spa. There's a lot of spots in India. Not a lot of spas. Yeah. Hey, folks, doing tonight? <laughs> I know a great spot in India. I know a great spot in India where they're burning bodies. <laughs> that would be like the most horrifying like white priv thing like yeah, yeah you just, like all these people are going to India to this like death spa <laughs> <laughs> well that's what nursing homes are it's death uh, yes, spa oh no oh, I'm not, no. not even trying to be funny the savages is like a great example of like it's it's death theater it's like you put up hedges and and uh, Phil Hoffman has that great speech where he's like people are dying you know what I mean like I've only we, seen the trailer yeah, you'd like it because it's brutal. But so people. I know. Said, I'm surprised I haven't seen that one. I wanted to see it. And then I, a lot yeah. of people meditate at that spot where they're burning the bodies, and it's to try and really wrap your mind around impermanence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I think if we don't, I don't know. You can either do it waking or sleeping. You might have nightmares. What? Why does your brain, on some level, want to do that? Because there must be some sort of therapeutic, or potentially beyond that level of comfort that you get from it. Mm. You probably feel better. I'm not, I don't even like admitting this, but I love watching that documentary, Confessions of a Superhero, which is about the guys in front of Hollywood Boulevard, and they're just mm-hmm. like struggling people. And, yeah. and believe me, I'm not watching it like... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Strive! Strive! Every time I watch it, I'm like, maybe I could, maybe we could work with this person, you know, whatever, get this person. But... There's something about that's a big fear of mine is, mm-hmm. is getting – I think that's a big fear of everybody is like sure. being stuck in whatever way it is. Yeah. Could be an illness. Could be like uh, ending up on doing that or whatever it is. Right. No judgment. Just like losing control. Losing control. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's that yearning. 
But I watch that movie and it comforts me. In a lot of the movies I like, comfort, There Will Be Blood is a tragedy. Yeah. He ends up alone. He gets what he wanted and what he wanted was horrible. He right. builds a mausoleum around him and he's alone and dark and dead inside. Mm-hmm. Literally so much he's so. He's just like a living dead person. He's a living end. dead person. Yeah. So much so, I don't care if we spoil it. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen you There Will should, Be Blood. Yeah. Ethan Eyes. <laughs> get, get thee away from me. But he murders someone, and it's not even that big of a deal because mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's it. But I like watching that. It comforts me mm-hmm. to look at a horror. Like I consider that a type yeah. of, of horror. Oh movie. no, it definitely is. Well, no. especially I feel like that movie. That movie seems to really like resonate with men in a way where I love that movie. Yeah. But I I feel like a lot of guys I know reference that movie in a way where like it just like struck them yeah. on a level they weren't expecting. Well, talking about back to what you were saying about your love of violence and how women are conditioned to steer away from that. I think men are pushed maybe I'll keep men out of it. I'll say me. We're, mm-hmm. we're pushed towards the ambitious side of things. So it's mm-hmm. like go and get it and be an astronaut, you know what I mean? So you watch a movie like I love Glengarry Glenn Ross, a movie about a, mu- a bunch of men trying to like literally get to the next level through right. their work. And then uh, I watch that movie. So I think men like watching – it's like success porn or something. Yeah. Oh, that's – I like that term. But you're a very ambitious person. I was I actually am, just yeah. talking. I am. You yeah. are. No, yeah. You are. No, I think I am. I used to not think I was. Now I'm, now I'm embracing it You definitely it are. More. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I think I'm more just like restless than I am ambitious. But <laughs> what do you mean? I think like I'm just really anxious and restless and I think I don't know what else to do but just to like work on something. Mm. That's a great problem. But I feel like when I was a kid, I was just bored all the time. We've talked about that. Well, yeah. I think we've talked about everything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But I... (laughs) Everything we've said so far, we've probably said before. (laughs) No, but um, I... Yeah, I was very... And I was an only child. You had a brother. Oh, but you and your brother were kind of like... You kind of had like a, you know... A brother abroad. <laughs> yeah. There's other places. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I think being an only child and being bored is this like, it's just this combination like that, that yeah. w- w- I don't know if it, again, that's why I'm, I'm never like, oh, I'm ambitious. But I'm like, I guess that is just sort of the roots of ambition is that you're For just sure. so like, give me something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, when I was, I don't remember what my brother was doing during the summer, but I remember being like alone during the summer. Yeah. And oh, then my that's friends, the worst feeling. I know. My oh, friends, I hate that feeling. And this was like ninth grade or whatever. My friend, Ern, my best, you met Ern, yeah. got a job at Dunkin' Donuts, which I took it as a personal affront. I still... <laughs> I still look at... That's very cute. I still have echoes. When he got a girlfriend, I felt the same way. Yeah. I was like, the fuck? I thought we had a thing going. You know what I mean? Like, it was I thought so... it was your girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. It was like I thought we were having a bromance. Like we were together every day. And then sure. you got a girlfriend. And oh, it's a real wrench thrown into the equation. It, fu- it yeah, did. It did. It, it yeah. fucked everything up. Oh, yeah. And it moved us apart. We're still very close. But sure. I mean, this was in high school. But then during the during the summer... The first two weeks of summer, you're like, this is the best, sleeping in and eating cereal and watching movies. Yeah. Two weeks into two months, two and a half months, you're just like, fuck this. No, it's so sad. And I would get a boombox out that could make uh, had high-speed dubbing so you could make yourself sound like the chipmunks. And I would record myself going like, hello, Aaron. How's, oh. how's Dunkin' Donuts? And then I'd speed it up and record it being sped up. So I'd be like, hello, hey, Aaron. How's Dunkin' Donuts? You know what I mean? And I just a lunatic. 
<laughs> just like if I was doing that, you'd think I was Kevin Spacey oh, in Seven. You know I did I mean? something actually. Well, I didn't. I didn't do anything like with voice manipulation, but I would um, make a radio. You did later. Oh, you're great. oh yeah. Noted. That was what that was called. <laughs> Noted. Noted with my post-it notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I, I just I watched that actually kind of recently. I, I I still say oh, you're I green. agree. Oh, you're green. Yeah. No, I did do like little voices for that <laughs> because you didn't have enough to do. Because I didn't have enough to do. We were dating at a time when you stopped working at your job. Yes. So then you had I'd all quit, this. Time. I quit my job. <laughs> Pete Pete had not had a day job for a long time. And I was which like, which is infuriating, I want, right? Which I'm like, you don't, you don't even realize. But your life wasn't like that. You were, you were still like regimented and had plenty of stuff to do. You went to an office. Oh yeah. But I still was like, yeah, but you get to but, like pick your office, and it's like your office. It's not like another office. No, I get it. I had me. such, oh god, that was so. You hard. had a lot of. She's uh, so weird. Yeah. I don't know if jealousy is the word, but you had ambition. You were ambitious. Yeah. I think jealousy is probably a good <laughs> – I think it's actually like dead on. But it's troubling. Every, yeah. Every, all the writers I knew, all their girlfriends ended up wanting to be writers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you see that lifestyle. I'm talking about TV writers. Sure, sure. They go in from a distance. It appears like they just kind of they're joking around all day, and then yeah. they get off around seven o'clock or whatever, and then they they make five thousand dollars a week or whatever. And you're like, that's great. Like you do anything for five thousand dollars, of course. But let alone joking around with your pals. Uh, so it's very contagious. Oh and my then God. similarly. I wasn't making anywhere near $5,000 a week. I wasn't making anything consistently, but I had enough to go. go yeah, on. but you were like, you were you didn't need to like go into the office. And also, you did. I mean, I also met you probably. Oh, wait, the one thing I wanted to tell you before we talk about yeah, this. Yeah, please. Oh, I oh, wanted we were to talking about boredom. Yeah, I wanted I to say the thing that I did, and you probably did this too, was I would um, record a radio show just on little cassette tapes. <laughs> so I literally was doing a radio show yeah. for no one. But that's what the voice manipulation thing was. Same thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's filling the same tapes. void literally yeah tapes. tapes i had i had a, a box of tapes of me just yeah. being like hey guys welcome back to the jamie lee radio yeah, show yeah. Uh, i'm jamie lee and when i wasn't recording it i was just saying it to myself <laughs> i'd go in the bathroom and be like welcome to the peach show dad seems grumpy mom made cream corn <laughs> you know what i mean like just doing a real world confessional to motherfucking no one wow i built a stage in the backyard i built a stage i had plywood and we put up a stage and i would just stand on it and no one i was in the woods yeah imagine if you saw that that's like that's so cool to me because i feel like i if i had more as a kid if i had been if less I had of an intro tools. If, I had more tools, <laughs> if i had a hammer and some beans um but i feel like i was more introverted and embarrassed like, so I don't think I would have ever, like, I would have never, like, let anyone listen to the radio show. I don't think I, d- I would maybe play parts of it for Aaron. And uh-huh. It was so clear that he wasn't into it, and it was embarrassing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was really just obsessed with, um, I loved, I was always into, like, I guess I didn't know what it was called at the time, but I was, like, very into being, like, an entrepreneur, but just aimlessly. Like, no real goal or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. like, oh, this is the direction my life is going to go kind of thing. But just, yeah. like, I was really into, like, making – I would make these – um this jewelry out of clay. Like, I would buy, like, Fimo or Sculpey. Yeah. And – which is, like, that, like, oh, colorful clay you can bake. I would buy it and, like, make jewelry. And I remember I would make these, like, pins that were supposed to go on, like – a woman's like jean jacket you know it was like early yeah, like sure. early 90s when yeah. it was like fine to wear that yeah, yeah, yeah. and they would have these like little it was like these little masks 
that had like a feather coming out. There were, I don't know, I found it in like a craft book and I just copied it. But I made a bunch of them. <laughs> and then I turned my room and it was called Jamie's Corner. Oh. And I literally would like pretend that it was like a store. And then my parents would walk down the hall and be like, hey, do you want to buy something from Jamie's Corner? It's like so oh, insane. And they'd have like God. a friend over and I'd be like, mom, like if you want to send them back oh, to Jamie's Corner, maybe they want to buy God. something. And I had also was terrible at math, so I had no concept of numbers. So like my mom's friend would come and she'd be like, oh, I really like that pen, Jamie. How much is that? I'm like, it's two cents. <laughs> Oh, like not even fifty cents. My God. Literally like two cents. Wow. Yeah. Jamie's corner. Jamie's corner. How, I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, I have like unbelievable only child. Like Yeah. It's so funny because people when you tell someone you're an only child, there's just kind of unless it's another only child, there is sort of a stigma. There is a stigma. There is a stigma. I didn't know it. Again, I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't mind if I keep referencing Please. that we dated. I didn't know of any Sigma, and then people would tell me about it because I was dating an yes. child. But I relate to it more and more now that you're telling me. Again, so careful. But it's I interesting w- because the fun. this is the one thing I will say about being an only child, and maybe I'm way off base here, but I think <laughs> that unless you and your sibling are really close, I think there are a lot of similarities. There's a lot of loneliness in, in lo- I think yeah. there's a lot of loneliness in childhood no is, matter what. Let's call up old Spike Jones and let's watch Where the Wild Things Are because it's lonely being a kid. That's yes. what that movie yes. is. Yes, no, that's that so, movie it is, is. just someone screaming. Oh my God, I didn't even like, put that together. It's I thought lonely. It was just, like, I thought it was just like an excuse to listen to Arcade Fire. Like, uh, <laughs> you are funny, you rip. <laughs> Sorry, I've had coffee. Anyway. Me too. I woo. Have you had dinosaur coffee? No, dog. What's oh, that? it's great. What well, is it's, that? Oh, it's, it's just a brand. Yeah, it's right by us, and they just have really good coffee. Go Anyways, if you want to taste it, I go to brew. it's a similar taste. It's pretty much the same thing. Is there any anything in it? No, just black coffee. Just black coffee. Feel free to sippy dips. Also, I chew the straw. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. What, <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, um, uh, being kid. Oh, loneliness. It is. So I did have a brother, Val, and her brother Derek. Name check. Name drop. <laughs> Name <laughs> the famous Derek Cheney. Check. Uh, he they're very close. Uh-huh. He's five years older than her, so uh-huh. I think that helps. I don't know. Me and my brother, two years. That's more traditional. It also changes as this like as the siblings get older. I feel like there are people who are like closest kids, and then they like hate each other's adults. Like yeah, I think it's maybe. so unpredictable. I think five. Here's. Again, this is what human brains do. They're so stupid. They go like, there's one example of it. That must be how it is. Because I was about to make a blanket statement. But here it is. Five years older, good distance. So the brother, and it's a boy and a little girl. I think there's something built into us to be like, you got to look out for your sister and love her and, and help her. Yeah. Well, you think you'd <laughs> Don't let that. anyone fuck her. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's always the that's implication. The undercurrent. Like, Don't you fuck my sister. You know, keep an eye on your sister. What do you mean, Dad? You know, just keep an eye on her. You know, make sure she don't get into no trouble. What kind of trouble? Big, thick, hard trouble. Big old throbbing, thick, throbbing trouble. trouble. That's what it is. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. We've talked about that. I think it's so, I talk about this all the time. There's so much weirdness oh going on God. with w- girls growing up and boys growing up, but I see it like the wedding. You're about to get married. Yes. Is your dad giving you away? I uh, think that's one of the. I love that you, you may, brought that up. You may. No, no, no. Please let oh me make God, fun I'm of it so, and do it. No, I'm so glad you brought it up because I literally just had this conversation where I was like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to yeah. dance with my dad. So what, I'm, what are we going to be? Just like pelvis creepy. to pelvis, it's just creepy. like rocking out. It's no, creepy. thank you. Get the fuck out of my face. It's like the it's the ceremony that helps you break up with your father. Oh my God. He'll I, take it from here. Get the get fuck. 
out of my get face. Out. Get out. Oh, I, get out. I am so, I really deeply, so, deeply yeah. disagree with it. Yeah. I hate, I don't like, I also don't the like Sundance. the mom, the mother's the mother's son Nancy. Get out of here! It's just it, it's a pre-Freud acknowledgement of like oh the God. times they are a changing. I say to my mom straight up because you know how fucking fucked up and Freudian my family is. But uh, yes, I was kissing Val on the on the porch or whatever. To <laughs> Your our mom's house. just like lusting. My mom <laughs> like opened twirling the door. her hair. <laughs> no worse. She opened the door and she goes like. Oh, you had all that time to kiss at your hotel, and now you're kissing on on the front step. And I go, Mom, we broke up years ago. Whoa! Uh, I now I just throw it right back in her face. It's all you can do. Oh my! And she God. is so lovely. And now I have to the pop up, uh, the pop up thought. My mom is so lovely. She's not really anything other. Oh, your than mom's jokes. lovely. I know. That's but why like, we can talk about it. I know. She's at her core, lovely. And she knows that I joke, and she jokes about it with me now. Sure. But like, we're also addressing something that isn't just my mom. It's billions of moms like you know what i mean like i i've heard i've heard love tell we're of talking about the other cultures i don't even want to name the cultures but i don't think it's that weird where the where the romance between the son and the mother Mm-mm. is like fucking and if you mm. get people that are mm. like that's your mother you can fall in love but nobody will be like your mother it's like oh no actually my wife is gonna be yeah. the woman in my life yeah, now. Yeah, yeah yeah can you fucking stop forcing me back that way I'm trying to go this way and it's not cruel no there doesn't need to be a dance we will continue to love in a new way we're gonna way. dance yeah no no no, no I mean you oh, don't have oh, to dance oh. with your mother oh yeah 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 no I mean but you're still talking about weddings yeah at weddings yeah no I don't think that that is because I was talking about this with my future sister-in-law and she goes I didn't dance with my dad and it was one of the biggest regrets that I had about my wedding and I was like, yeah, no, that's it's going to be a regret if I do do it. I don't want to dance with my dad. I want to dance with my dad. I want to, like, get out on the dance floor. Yeah, I want celebrate. Everyone you want to celebrate. Yeah, I want everyone out. I want to dance near my well, dad. But you don't want to put on You Look Wonderful Tonight and just <laughs> grab your dad. <laughs> All right, everybody, grab like, your dad. Here's Eric Clapton. A uh, hand around the back of his neck. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? I know. And this, I come from a family where, like, uh, we kiss and we're affectionate. Of course. And all that sort of stuff. Oh, my family's very affectionate. So I'm not grossed out by that. I just think it's so weird how it's staring us in the face and all that sort and of I stuff. And I think it's such a – what is the, up with the denial of how – I just it just doesn't feel – it's also like this is the thing I don't understand. When she said that to me, my sister, future sister-in-law said that to me, she said it like, oh, it was the – biggest regret and i'm like well if you guys have a decent relationship there shouldn't be any regrets yeah yeah. because why do you need that to solidify your closeness yeah i don't why would a dance it's and again i want to dance maybe it's like you know there'll be a group thing where it's like all parents out i don't know what it is i don't know what the the answer is but i definitely don't want to slow dance with my father also for the first time in my life i've never slow danced (laughs) with my father and if i have to do it i definitely don't want everyone just like staring at us like you know eating their tartar giving away too. your dad walks you down the aisle i honestly don't even want that i don't even want that why would you and knowing that it like means so much to him is a lot of pressure for me it's it's there's just too much Freudian yeah. un- discomfort just, that I just, I can't. It's very old, and I appreciate the symbolism of weddings and all that sort of stuff. Well, but there's something about, like, he has you, he kisses you, goodbye, oh. he kisses you goodbye, and then hands you to Dan? <laughs> what are you, an iPod? I know you have a road trip coming up. Here's my iPod. 
She's got a lot of good songs on her. Here, I know your phone's dead. You can use mine. <laughs> I drew a New Yorker cartoon about a, a couple getting married, which was she'll take it from here. A guy saying to his mom, yeah. this, is, oh. this is Julie, she'll take it from here. I love that. But I, I don't know. We, I, I'm sure there are people listening that don't have – maybe we're fucked up. I don't maybe. Know. Oh, I also wanted to say that. Maybe there's something maybe we're truly wrong with me. I don't know. My well, mom, also, maybe it's because I'm not a mom, parent. Yeah. We're not parents. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, but I know families that love and they love really – like I always think of the Bells and they're one of the greatest families I know. And they just have beautiful, effortless not, – they're not even boundaries. They're just like mutual respect. There's mm-hmm. like just a lot of grace and love and respect happening. So it's never like, you know, yeah. getting into that irky place. There was something I wanted to say and I forgot. Dance with your dad. Dance with your mom. You were talking about something earlier. Mom away. (laughs) (sighs) What was I thinking? All right, whatever. It wasn't this category. It wasn't. It was probably similar. I don't know. You're planning your wedding. Oh, oh, I know Ah! what I was going to (laughs) say. It's back. Everybody, it's back. Um. Oh, uh, I know what I was going to say. Is that. Um, I, well, I don't know if this is something that everybody goes through when they're planning a wedding, but I was curious your take on it because, well, your, I guess your wedding experience is a little different, whatever. I'll just yeah, say what like, I was going to say. I'll, I'll think about what I would do if we were to well, get married again. But you were saying like, um, I think you said something about when you're planning. I just feel like I'm at a place with the wedding planning where I'm like, fuck everything. Let's just like elope in Mexico. Yeah. And I don't. I think that what's so funny is that when I got engaged, I was like, "I'm engaged," and I really had a very lovely, stereotypical, just like consumerist approach where I was like, "Gotta get a dress, gotta look at flowers, got like yeah. I'm on Pinterest constantly, like really just checking all of those boxes of being like new, excited, engaged person." Yeah. And now that I've gotten that out of my system, I have sort of become like. Just I've had a, just a real wave of clarity where I'm like, none of this matters. Yeah, it like, sure does. And it's weird because I'm like, we sent out the save the dates. I literally had a dream last save night. Save our date. Save our date. Which <laughs> it's on my counter. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> save our date. Save our date. But um, I really have had. It's weird because when they went out, it was almost the symbolic. When the save the date went out, it was almost like the symbolic thing, where I was like, I don't know. I've had this real like thrill. When I dream about canceling the wedding, which I not because I don't love Dan and not because I, I don't want to marry Dan. I understand. But I, I truly fantasize about tower. canceling it. It's the same part of you that likes watching murder documentaries. Oh, my God. You're right. It's the imp of the perverse that comes up all the time. We've talked about that. The imp of the perverse. No. It's Ed, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. EA Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, EA Sports. It's in the Poe. <laughs> oh, that's only for me. So if you're on a cliff and you're with your loved one, you think just for a flash, a couple things. I could jump off the cliff. I could push them off the cliff. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing when you're on a, a, a plane with a baby and you're just like, I could throw the baby off the plane. It's just this flash of the worst. Thing. Oh, your thing with Val where you're like, I could kill you. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but it's more like. It's more like we're on a, a cliff, Val and I are on a cliff, and just for a flash, the, the last thing I would want to do yes. is push her off the cliff. So it's still interesting. But you consider your, it. Yes, of it, course. A, it literally is like less than a millisecond, and you're like, what if I... And, yeah, and mine's been like more more than a millisecond these days with the canceling. You're, you're, I'm really like, oh man, that would you be seen like, The Dark Knight? Yes. Remember the mountain of money and the Joker burns it? Yes. That's it. 
That's the Emperor the Perverse. That's anarchy, and that's that's saying none of this means anything. That's why the Joker is an appealing character. Here we go. But it's why he's an appealing character. He's the voice of none of this matters. Right. That's why it's so the voice of like what if? What if I'm going to yeah. burn the money? I'm going to. I won't blink an eye if if Two Face is going to kill me. Like he puts the gun to his head. He doesn't care because he's just like this is nothing. This is nothing. It's not a wedding. It's nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. is happening. It- nothing is happening. Nothing is that's happening. what this. That's what you this already is. live with Dan. I already spoiler. Li- but I do. But I, it's not even. It's like, and I love. I love the idea of having a wedding. I love this like celebration. But also, there is something. This probably sounds so like obnoxious and self righteous. But there is this thing of like we're comedians, and I think we get you a get lot, enough attention. We get a lot of attention. Hit it. We get a lot of attention. Yeah, I've been saying, and that. the right kind of attention. Hit the really it. fulfilling. <laughs> Even when we're like not this is having why. a great day, it's we still fulfilling. I don't want to do karaoke. I don't want to dress up for oh Halloween. Pete, I don't want to. I don't want to oh start God. a dance train. Do you do a bit about this? No. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, that's so annoying for your listeners if they've heard this before. No. I really I love get, talking. I, I hate get Halloween. enough attention. I don't need Halloween. I don't need it. I don't need Halloween. It's not for me. I don't need karaoke. I don't need it. I don't need any kind of costume party. I don't need like it's it's absurd because I do need it, but I get it elsewhere. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't just get it elsewhere. I'm realizing, and again, this isn't something that I've been like, oh, I get a, it, it's, it's, it's revealed itself to me yeah. because I was like, oh, that's weird. Why am I not really that excited? Is it because I don't love Dan? No. Is it because I don't want to marry Dan? No. It's because all of the circus yeah. stuff. You is, live in the circus. I live in, I am in the circus. You're I join the circus. the circus. You're in the circus. That's why when Val and I talk about uh, getting married, we're like, Ah, uh, it's like a farm. It's the farm I mean, thing. It's the barefoot. Hundred, it's the barefoot wedding. Well, and I used to see pictures like that on, like, you know, I follow I follow a lot of wedding blogs and stuff, and I would see photos on like Style Me Pretty and all these like really beautiful blogs that have all this like amazing wedding aesthetic, and I would be like, oh my god, like, why, you know, why? I, you'd see these like barnyard, you know, five people present. Yeah. And you, I was just like, okay, like that's cool for them, I guess, but that's yeah. not going to be me. I'm going to have like all my friends there and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, and yeah. now I'm like, no, that's the way. Yeah, that's the answer. You know, I those weddings where it's only people that know the couple. Mm-hmm. We have like seven friends that know us as a couple, but, <laughs> but like that, those are. But, that's Same who you want. Here. Like, why introduce Dan to people at the wedding? Oh, <laughs> you know I what mean, I mean? Like, I've, uh, know him or get understand. out of the way. Why are you raising a toast to us? You don't. You just call Dan Dave. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, God love you. Is he Jewish? Get the fuck out of here. I he mean, it also works the other way. Like Dan's <laughs> why mom. Do I point out he's Jewish. It's fine. Um, I'm comforting your relatives in case they're listening. Dan's yeah. mom has it has invited a bunch of her friends. And I just have that feeling of like, I don't really want, I hate having to meet new people. I don't hate it, but it's, 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 it's exhausting. Look, if it's your day, why would you like why 70 I, old people well, you've never met? Well, that's the thing. And I'm, I'm like, from Tampa. It's so ridiculous to like, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because some of them actually are physically from Tampa. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, or nearby, even worse, not even uh, in Tampa proper on even, the outskirts of you, Tamps. You can't claim Tamps. Get out of Tamps. Tamps doesn't want you. Um, so yeah, it's just been—I don't know. I've hit—I've had a real hero's journey, just trying to like process. But then you have to. Whole, uh, I have to imagine whole hoopla. You're at the place where you go, "Who is the wedding for?" And mm-hmm. then you go, "Oh, the wedding's for the family." But then I'm like, "Oh, I don't give a shit." Then. <laughs> but I'm a second. You know what I mean? It's like kids. You have one kid. We were talking yeah. about that. 
And that kid tends to get the overthinking and the overplanning totally. and the overworrying and the overstressing. Then the second kid, somebody actually just gorgeously called it, it gave me this whole new appreciation of love for my brother. They called my brother the linebacker uh, who blocked uh, all, the, all the weirdness of yeah. life, mother and father. All good intention, weirdness, and it helped me go around it. Oh, and there's wow. my brother just blocking yeah. it. And it's gorgeous. Right. So even though we weren't uh, physically close, like hanging out all the time, he did do that for me. So anyway, th- in a similar way, this would be my second wedding. We're not engaged. It's not like that. I'm just saying it would be Val's second wedding. Mm-hmm. So it would be like that's what a second kid is like, more relaxed, more about what it, what is what it, it should exactly, be about. Yeah. What is this really about? Yeah. First wedding, you know. I, I am very – I, we can't be too specific. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, but I don't. Sure. I hate big weddings. Uh-huh. I hate big weddings. Oh no, I I don't I don't like them. You they know, say the bigger the wedding, the shorter the marriage, or something. I don't I don't think that's true oh, necessarily. I know what you're yeah, I couldn't agree more. I also the worst. If the two, centerpiece is eight hundred dollars, you guys are dead inside. Sell one and get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean seriously. Like if you have rose petals floating in your wine glasses, like we get it, you don't fuck. We know. That's such a huge thing too. I feel like at those real fancy weddings, oh my there God. comes a point where it's like, shouldn't you guys the, the be sixty nine right now? Yeah. Like, why? Right, it's three in the morning. Right. Why do you have? With every mason jar, we know you don't fuck. <laughs> We know that it's been another month. You guys haven't touched Uh, each other. Every time a bridesmaid releases a white butterfly. Yeah. A moth. Uh, Every time a bridesmaid releases a white butterfly, a hymen grows back. Oh, it's stronger. It's just another layer. Oh, my God. It's just another. It gets a double lacquer. (laughs) (laughs) I Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I want a we fuck wedding. I yeah. Wanna, I oh, I love that wedding. term. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it's been a big thing with me because I I also I, it's funny because I that's how I think, but then I'm like Jamie, no one else thinks that. No one else is thinking about it this right, hard. Right, right, right. But right. I just find it fascinating. We've also talked about this. Oh God, this is the we've also talked about this podcast. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Um, but also, oh fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. I keep losing. We my fuck train wedding. Of it's okay. I think it's, it's a Sunday too morning. Much coffee. Oh, too much coffee. I actually haven't had that much. I haven't even had a full half cup. But for some reason, stress. I feel like I'm really losing my train of thought. Hey, double espresso. Never going to order a dopio. Get out of my face. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm glad you got a laugh in while I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I, I have a list. Of- <laughs> I, I snap back to reality. He's just cracking up at himself. <laughs> I have a list of tweets I read. I, that's not a tweet. Go on. Oh, I was going to say that it's also funny because we're getting we're getting married at a time when I think it's hilarious that everyone it's this is the thing. It's like no matter how much the climate has changed as far as like divorce rates getting higher and higher and higher and I mean, yeah. I thought it was going the other way. No, they're still high. You know where I got that going the other way? Where? My heart. <laughs> That was just that was just me hoping. I'm like, it's been going the bad way for so long. <laughs> Maybe well, it's going mean, the other way. I mean, the I guess what I'll say is like, okay, we all know people who have like gotten married and then like immediately gotten divorced. Yeah. Okay. The mid divorce. But the fact that that's like a common kind of trope now, yeah. I think it's funny because we we know divorce is imminent and then we're, we still it's looming and then there's still this air of like, but on your wedding day, you're a Disney princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's this weird, like, 
like climate of denial. Yeah. Where we're just like, ignore, 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 ignore that this is an uphill battle. Ignore well, that monogamy is very difficult. Yeah. It's just and again, I love Dan. I'm not I'm not even trying to I don't know. It's just this weird thing where I'm like, I think it's bizarre not to be conflicted about marriage. I guess that would have been the quick way to say it. Well, that Sorry is, that it took me so long no, to get that's there. The, I don't know what postmodern means. I always just think it means where we are right now. <laughs> postmodern understanding of wedding. Like, we don't want to go around acting like uh, the new car is going to save us. You know, mm-hmm. you buy a Cadillac, you'll never die. I always feel like that's the, the yeah. log line of every product. Right, right, the I, right. The new iPad. You made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) And we're a generation, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just what's happening to people, is we like the full picture. Yeah. So the – okay, so now we're really getting into it. But it's like the the denial of suffering isn't actually pleasure. You know what I mean? It's it's trying to have an awareness of suffering that actually enhances – the pleasure and and that's that's your wedding day that's where you are that day and it's beautiful and it's not denying the thing the ways things could go wrong it, it, it's it's uh it's just enjoying that day in that moment mm-hmm. but but when you get into a place where you're like this is forever we're forever and this ring and the ring symbolizes eternity because it's a circle that never ends and then they light the unity candle and then they their great grandmother reads a poem <laughs> her ex husband wrote <laughs> well not ex but she's widowed. And we're all just Her like ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> I blew it. But we're all just like we're perfect. trying to nail down eternity. That's what the ceremony yes. is. We're going like we know. We figured and it we're out. Like, we're, we're just we're disillusioned to that, and we're disillusioned to everything. It's like worrying about everything. Nobody. I feel like in the climate that we live in, everybody. You know, you're afraid to. I'm not even trying to be funny. Go to the movies or something. You're like, oh, what if I, what if something terrible happens at the mall today? Sure. And so when we go to these ceremonies that in the 50s, that I feel like that was the peak time to get married in the 50s. Yes. Because people were like, it really is forever. Now give me more of that scotch cake. <laughs> eat cake that gets you drunk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eisenhower is a card. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> White potatoes are good for you. <laughs> I like cream and vodka together at last. That would have been a good time. Of course, then that, then the whole world... Was like the festering underbelly of like, don't you know that death is there? Don't don't you know that failure is there? Don't you know that suffering is there? Don't you know that snowboarders get brain tumors? Don't you don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? And then in comes the hippies, and you know the sixties and the seventies, and that was this big snapback. Mm-hmm. And then the eighties was a snapback, and we're all just ebbing and flowing, ebbing yeah. and flowing. Hi, I'm Evan flowing. <laughs> God, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> So weddings are horseshit. Yeah, it's just it's so odd to have one. But then I feel like I, I don't know when I'll talk to other people who like after the fact, after they got married, they're like, oh, yeah, it was insane. And, and you know, like, I don't know. There's all these like stupid fights that Dan and I have had too. like, give me, like a, give me a fight. Like just talking about like, for example, I I'm trying to think of a good example. Um just about like how many guests are going to be there. Like for example, our um, rehearsal dinner. We've been to several rehearsal dinners for other couples that were like really big. Why do I have to rehearse dinner? I have it every day. <laughs> Why do I got a breakfast rehearsal? How about a lunch rehearsal? I'm very good at dinner. I don't need to be there. <laughs> like mild Seinfeld. I don't need to be there. I've had dinner almost every day. He, just, he tap dances between <laughs> numbers. <laughs> he really does have a bit where he goes. Why, why do they call me the best man? If I'm the best man, why is she marrying him? 
picks up his little cane. <laughs> I love when men tap dance because like women are really like like really like but then when men tap dance it's very like light with a lot of shoulder work it's kind of slow well they keep it tight in the upper body yeah it's kind of slow I wish that oh this is very visual women look like Coraline yeah women have like their arms flailing and then men they just like hold on to a cane and they're like I'll get there (laughs) I'll get there give me a minute <laughs> Women are doing the like the wide, the double circles with the arms. Yeah, they're like taking people out and just like punching people in the <laughs> eyes, <laughs> doing their like fla- buffalo ball change. Flapper dress. Yeah. Men different. Yeah. Okay. What were you um, saying? I don't even remember. Oh, fights. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So how many guests? Well, I just, I feel like the rehearsal, like, I already feel like the wedding is sort of a circus, so I'm like, maybe the rehearsal dinner could actually be, like, small, like, just family, a few friends, and that's it. And then, you know, but then families are also involved in some of the decision-making, and you want to be like, but this is our thing, but then, like, they want to help pay, and then it's just everything, it's just like, it's like stuff that I, you know what it is? It's like, I'm too old to be having these kinds of conversations. <laughs> this is stuff that you, these are the conversations you have your, with your family when you live at home. Yeah. Where it's like, what they are we still, planning my birthday clown? Yeah. Get the fuck well, out I, of It's my like, face. I already know how to live my life as an adult. Yeah. So why are my parents and yeah. his parents, why are they weighing in at all? Because we haven't had to answer to them right? in years. <laughs> it's I been do do a bit about so that. long. Where I'm like, my parents, my parents can't parent me anymore. Yeah. And my dad used to be so scary to me. And I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. It's just your opinion, I'll stay at a though. hotel. Exactly. I mean, but yeah, it's a, it's a crash course in boundaries. I sound so I sound like so callous. No, I, I, I guess we're going into a dark place, but that's the role of the comedian. You take the torch of experience. <laughs> but, uh, and they do like a lot of pausing when they tap dance. Like they yeah. do, like oh, they. It's a lot of like break. Then they tease you with a flourish. Yeah. And for some reason, like people clap it up for them, and then the women are yeah. over here, like Sweating. bicycle wheeling their arms. Sweating, flailing, dress is part of the act. It's hard for women. It's hard. Equal out there. tap for equal pay. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've been saying it forever. But the boundaries thing. So yeah, no, it's okay. So there's the, the infantilization of the of the bride. I think that's the beginning of the problem. Is you become daddy's little angel again. Oh, yeah. In a traditional yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah. So you're daddy's little angel, and daddy's going to give you away, and mommy's going to dance with the groom, and every like it's just this like soup of like fucking horse manure, <laughs> and it's yes. so old and repressed. And nowadays, maybe that made sense when we were farmers and like you were 17 when you got married, but you're a grown ass woman. He's a grown ass man. You yeah. guys live together. You both make a living. Yeah, you can pay for it. But then like it's the and then I think a lot of times the family sees it as their last attempt their last opportunity to meddle yes they're like let's do some heavy meddling yeah heavy, heavy metal. metal they want to get in there because Ooh, it's their last chance title. to take a double double guitar solo and be like jimmy <laughs> i think you should have your aunt irene <laughs> i don't want Aunt irene that's why my first wedding Aunt irene was there i don't have an aunt irene 
But you know, like second wedding, it's like it's not that it's like you're you're reinvigorating in me the idea that you're just like we just get married. Kumail and Emily, I don't know if I think they're open about how they got married. They they got married in a very on their own terms, beautiful way. They had a party for their friends. I remember I went to their the party. Yeah, we, which we the went party? To the party. We well, went to a party. Oh, did they get married? Did they have a little ceremony? I don't really. I honestly don't remember the specifics, and I don't know if they're public about it. I don't know. Yeah. But I remember that they did it in a very. It was great. Kind of. Oh, I get it. It was Emily's uh, second wedding. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. So there's this sort of like we're we're not we're not playing that game anymore. Yeah. But then why do we keep going back? Like, there's something lovely. There's something lovely about a wedding. We love commitment, right? We love and yearn, yearn for ceremony. Our, our, even I the cry name. at weddings. I'll cry. Oh, at your of course. Oh no, of course. I love declaring love. I, I do it as often as I can for Valerie. One of my favorite things is for if people ask like about us or not how we met. That story is fucking get out of my face. But that's okay. <laughs> but like I do like any opportunity to like publicly declare. I think is good to kind of like praise somebody and yeah, tell them it's like a mini special. wedding. It's a mini wedding. And then you, I think you have a lot of weddings where that's the first time they've ever been that effusive to one Yeah, another. and that's a yeah, that's another. That's thing. not a we fuck wedding. We want a we fuck wedding. Oh boy, yeah, and also then there's the thing of like, oh well, we're both comedians. Like I've been to a lot of weddings where, and don't get me wrong, like funny vows are great, and I've enjoyed them a lot. But it feels like Jim. right, but that's not. Jim. I don't want to have to like be Jim. on at my. We- I mean, I want to be on. I want to like be awake and like present. I know what you mean, but you I, I don't want. I don't want like the comedians in the in the crowd just watching me like, oh, Dan's vows were funnier than Jamie's. Like, what? Yeah. I just don't want to even like uh, go there. If that's what you're thinking, people are thinking. I'm going to give you a little insight from somebody who's been to a comedy wedding and I'm sitting in the crowd. That's definitely what we're thinking. <laughs> we're it is. We're definitely going. Oh, he killed it. Oh, she killed. Oh, that was a, oh, that was a good bit. Oh, wait, and wait, afterwards, wait. you're like, that was a good bit. I like that bit about how it's like. <laughs> well, the worst. <laughs> when you're old, will you watch? I my, went to a comedy wedding. Dragging balls. Yeah, that was, that was killer. <laughs> Your mom was rolling on ecstasy. <laughs> there, there was a wedding where I okay, so I went to this comedy wedding, and comedy wedding. I went to a comedy wedding, and the bride went first. They both wrote their own vows. The bride went first, insanely sincere, almost to the point where she actually didn't prepare that much because I think she really just wanted to like speak Off from the, the heart. And there was a lot of repeating. Of like, I love you so much. And then there would be like a couple other sentences and she'd come back and she'd be like, and I love you so much. And I was like, oh, it's because like. You're freestyling. You're freestyling. It's like going back to I'll stab you, motherfucker. That's right. what I go back to when I'm freestyling. I can't think of anything. So then. I'll say I'll stab That was the opener. But then the the headliner. Yeah. Went next. Killed it. I mean. Destroyed. The tightest five. Yeah. The fu- I mean. Yeah. Punchlines. Galore. Galore. Look under your seat. There's more punchlines. I mean, literally just I like. I know what you mean. I mean, like literally handkerchiefs attached to the chairs just to like wipe their eyes from crying so hard at his at his set slash vows. Yeah, set vows. <laughs> yeah. And I I just was like, what did I just witness? Like yeah. it literally was like a rap battle. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a vow off. <laughs> I want to see. Uh, That's what it becomes. It becomes a vow off. It is a vow off. I, I completely uh, understand. I like a good. My friend Chris Belmonte. Name check. Uh, <laughs> he got married years and years and years ago. They're still together. It makes me so happy. This is college sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I was at the wedding, and uh, <laughs> would be weird. I wasn't at the wedding, but I heard tell of it. But he cried during. If a guy cries during his vows, 
I mm. got what I paid for. Absolutely. <laughs> it's everything. I'm glad I rented this tuxedo. It's truly everything. I want to see. And that's not to exclude the woman, but I am no, projecting no, no. myself onto the guy. I want Just to like fall in a, apart. in a porno. I'm not pretending to be the girl. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm projecting myself onto the guy. Yeah. So the girl can cry and that is beautiful. But if the guy, and it's not because of gender norms, it's just because of who I'm projecting to. If the guy gets choked and he got choked up and it was, I still remember his vows. He was in a band and he was like, uh, you know, you're supposed to write vows. And they weren't doing well. <laughs> but he was like, I've been writing so my. He's probably crying about that, but <laughs> everyone thought it was about his wife. It was really sweet. But he said, I've been writing my vows to you for the past. Oh, my God. And then he said all the lyrics that were about her. Oh. And it was just gorgeous. And he's crying. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm here for. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to... Uh, <laughs> we should have a show about weddings. Where are we going? Uh, so, <laughs> we I'm just so fascinated. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that would be my dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah at uh, Jared Logan and Kara Clank's wedding. At, Jared, at the summer camp? Yeah, I mean, that was probably... The first comedy wedding I've been to where I was like, man, they just did it right. Like, yeah. it was like funny, but sweet funny, not like overt trying funny. Yeah. Just like a they couple, a couple just, laughs. Yeah. A couple laughs. Yeah. Just a few. It wasn't. Yeah. It's like accepting an award. And he couple and, laughs up and top. Jared got choked up in a way that was just it was just they were just so in sync. I mean, it was just like and it was also overlooking this beautiful lake. We were in Vermont. Yeah. At a summer camp, and it was just like it. I, I told them, I told them it was like my favorite wedding. Everything about it was just like so nice, yeah, and thoughtful. And fu- I mean, they were they're both hilarious. It was had funny moments, but that wasn't the point. Yeah, and I was like, if I could just like remember what they did, I just want to replicate. Yeah, that. You know, it's interesting. It goes back to that, like where you get your attention and stuff. And it's like I would like to be going for it, not because I need it. At the wedding. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's yes. like, do, do some sets the week of your wedding. Get it out. Get it out. Yeah. I haven't performed in a just while. Just like sta- stand up, jerk off. Yeah, stand just, up, jerk off. Don't come too quickly at yeah, your wedding. Yeah, don't. Don't come too quickly. Yeah. So it's, it's embarrassing. If you've come, oh my Get God, it out. this is so dirty. It's true though. <laughs> but there have been times when I've been having sex and then I come so much that I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and I'm like, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you the want. semen has spoken. <laughs> you can weigh it and it know tells how a story. many. <laughs> the cool thing is, it tells a story. <laughs> you want? That's a little bit of a presentation. You want it to be a reasonable amount. If it's buckets, you're like, I'm alone. I'm alone. And if it's only like a drop, it's like I, I'm fine without you. Yeah, that's right. This is the third time I've had sex today. Oh man, that's funny. That's very funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write, write down. it down. Yeah. Come story. <laughs> It'll come right back to you. It'll never be as funny as it was. Though. I don't even think I'll do that. That's a little too. Dirty. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you Pretty have funny. you have some. Yeah, I feel like that's why you the way you do dirty jokes. It still comes off like comes comes <laughs> comes. Off. Have you do you watch Bob's Burgers? I watch it from time to time. There's just this episode, the bar mitzvah episode. Have you ever seen that one? No. I, I mean, it's so annoying, just like recapping TV that someone's never seen. But um, 
but the mom I'm obsessed with on that show, Linda yeah. Belcher, um, and she, they're at the, this bar mitzvah, they're catering a bar mitzvah, and, or bat mitzvah, and uh, they're, <laughs> apparently, like, whatever, they're at their little, like, burger station, and Linda's, like, very checked out, and she keeps muttering crepe under her breath, <laughs> and then Bob is like, Linda, like, I know you want to go over to the crepe station and get a crepe, and she's like, no, I don't, crepe. <laughs> <laughs> Lin- like, you been- Lin- Linda, Linda, I know you want to go and get a. Oh, I'm that was good. Uh, yeah, first try, best try. <laughs> I wish I could do her voice. She's amazing. Anyways, uh, yeah, she's. Been, no, I don't, don't want to crepe, crepe, crepe. <laughs> Dan and I all the time. I'll be like, that is not what I meant, crepe. Like we'll be in the middle of a fight, and I'll be like, crepe. <laughs> Same fight, <laughs> rehearsal dinner fight. Yeah, but what do you do? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna um, lay down your arms? I've been I've been subtly laying it down more and more. I think that's what weddings are: the wedding, the vows, it's the ceremony. Like, it's hey, all like, hey, welcome to boundaries. Welcome, welcome to, to boundaries. Yeah, welcome to surrender, but also welcome <laughs> to boundaries. Yeah, I feel like it's a really good time to just put up them walls. My wedding wasn't fun. My wedding wasn't. Where was your wedding? Gloucester. Oh, yeah. Where's that outside of Gloucester? Where? Is that near <laughs> Lexington? It's about 45 minutes away from Lexington, maybe an hour. And it's where the perfect storm was. It's where Clooney got caught in four okay. simultaneous storms. It's also where that really happened. Oh. <laughs> but I claim it as a movie. Uh, it's a, <laughs> so it's a fishing town. Okay. Lovely New England fishing town. Yeah. But it was so unromantic. Was it in a church? No. Oh. The whole thing was very unromantic. And I, I don't say this. There's a way that I could be saying this to be to protect like Valerie and be like it was nothing, but it really was pretty much nothing. <laughs> like it was like the whole thing was we ticked the boxes as quickly as we could. Mm-hmm. We uh, we picked the date because it was the only place that the inn it was like an inn. I, think, I forget. I think it was called the Ocean View Inn. I don't know, mm. but they only had one date, August fifth, which is the day we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. Hit it. Oh. Not to high five that, but to high five yeah, that high weird five, coincidence. Yeah. Uh, so it was a weird day. It was a Sunday, and uh, we got married on the porch, and then we had the party inside. I do recommend doing that. Doing that's a new trend. Oh, I think I started it. I didn't start it. Oh, but having, having the it, reception yeah. where the wedding—that's what we're doing. Get the fuck out of my face, tiny, tiny directions. Mm-hmm. Get out of my face. Yeah. Oh no, it's like a little riddle. Oh yeah. Does the Minotaur take me to your fucking no? I this is a one-stop shop. Get out of here. We're all drinking because we hate your wedding. Yes. You put me at a bad table. That's another big issue I have with weddings. A bad table. Most people, even if people are like, I love weddings. I'm like, but it's still us. It's still me telling you how you're going to spend your Saturday. And that never feels good. I have tremendous guilt about telling people you have to dress a certain way. You have to eat a certain way. way. You'll dance when I say. You have to eat a certain time. You have to, yeah, you have to, you have to, there's just so many. you have to care about us. Yeah, it's, that's, I mean, that's honestly more than all the other stuff that I mentioned. Like, that's been a really hard thing for me to reckon with is just like, I I don't like demanding. I don't like it. I don't like that about other people's weddings. Yeah. Of having to do a certain thing at a certain time and spend a certain amount of it's money. All it's it's very dance. yeah. It's it's it's, it's uncomfortable. Fun. It's not only orchestrated fun. It's orchestrated everything. It's orchestrated emotionality. It's yes. Or- and even when it's perfect, here's the most haunting thing I'll say about a wedding. Mm-hmm. Even if it's perfect, with the effort side of perfect. Still, wait, wait, but still, be more specific about what you mean by perfect. I will, but okay, I, I'm okay. holding out that there's a, a there's the barefoot we fuck wedding that would be what we would do that I think could be successful. You have your – we're friends with 
bands now. You get like yeah. Sarah Watkins to come and play, oh, yeah, awesome. and we dance. And there's you know everybody just pictures the white Christmas lights and the and those chairs and be amazing. And also Val is like, ugh, Val is she's like person. a dream bride. She's a dream bride, absolutely. She's a dream bride. She has like be... all the right priorities. <laughs> absolutely. She's so centered. Yeah, oh my she's God. the best. She's the best. So we would do that. But the two perfect wedding. I've been to the wedding where nothing goes wrong. It is gorgeous. The food is perfect. The dancing is perfect. The music is perfect. The you have been to perfect. that wedding? I've been to the wedding where everything goes right. And for me, again, I'm projecting, but for me, I just feel the hand up the ass of the puppet. You know what I mean? I'm just like, this is baloney. Mm-hmm. It's like that bad, I love Disney World, but every once in a while you get a bad feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so where you're like, every once in a while. I think they're beating these people. <laughs> You know, not beating, but I mean, there's something, there's something wrong. I would say like once for like a moment, every time I go, I always have like, ooh, too happy is like uncomfortable. Yeah. So the perfect wedding to me, I'm just like, this watch is wound so tight that it's like, tick, 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 (laughs) tick, tick, and everything's nailed. I'm like, I think maybe this will be comforting. Yeah. The perfect wedding to me has to have a few boners. Oh, I have, um, yeah, I have actually have, well... This is not me trying to plug my book, but I am writing a book about this, and I have a chapter on just... It's What's just, your book called? I don't have a title yet, but I'm writing it with Jacqueline Novak, and we um, we have a whole chapter about how you almost want to have someone, almost in like a punked kind of way, have someone who's going to stage a couple of complications just to diffuse... Yeah. The tension. Otherwise, and you're just spinning it. plates. You know what I, I almost like? want a, yeah. someone to. I want someone to like cough really loud right when I'm declaring my. I, I want it before I do. I want a baby to scream. Bef- <laughs> I want to just plan a baby. I don't want kids there, but I just want one baby yeah. during the ceremony. Yeah, then they just take it away. Right. That's what I just do. passed in like a prop and passed out. When I tape uh, an hour special and when I do my new hour, I go out first, and I will go out first, and you address the tension. And you go like, I know, this is the worst. Like, you're really hoping I don't oh, mess it up. So good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it is good. And I think it is weddings good. need that too. Oh my like, God, do like, they ever. This, we're spinning, not just a plate, but like an ornate plate. An ornate fernald plate. And it's spinning and everyone the whole time is like, don't let it crash. Well, I mean. Joe, that's just go the, out and break some plates. Well, if you think like when you're, when you're sitting in the audience at a ceremony – and there's any noise, yeah. the the reaction of everyone just like violently like yeah. turning around, yeah. being like, what's the source? Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just, you can just tell. <laughs> what's the <source>? <laughs> Must know. Whose phone? Yeah. Whose phone? Yeah. Like, it's just such an aggressive turn. Yeah. And it just shows you, just shines a light on how much tension there is not being addressed. You know what you should do? You should come out up top. Have a warm-up. I'm like, also, Pete, will you help me punch up my mouth? <laughs> ah, <laughs> Separate damn. combo. But- you do a great Gosling impression. <laughs> and then have him do it as Gosling. Oh, um, my God. Have everyone take out their phones, turn the ringers on, and then have everyone call someone they know that's at the wedding. So then it's that's just so a funny. sea of cell phones ringing. And then punch a baby. <laughs> <laughs> or set a ringtone that is a crying baby. It's just per- <coughs> perfection and... Perfection is uncomfortable. Yeah, it's too much. And it's and it's ugly. Yeah. I also <laughs> want to like serve food. And this is a big thing. I really want to serve food before people even sit down. Just to, to be the like wedding? Yeah, I want to like serve food. Like I want people to like walk in and eat. Now they don't have to eat, but like maybe some kind of snack because I feel like there's this Jamie. Again, you're denying the fact that people are starving. Yeah. 
And we even, all rushed because it took longer than we wanted to get ready. Yes. I had to put on this fucking yeah, <laughs> you picked it, a western theme and yeah, I had to tie this. But it's true, Texas like Yeah, Val pro- she won't know that it's gonna take she'll probably be like, Oh, it'll take me like thirty minutes to get yeah. ready and then yeah. it ends up paying her forty five and then she doesn't eat and then she gets there and she's like, Okay, I hope That's this is right. like a quick ceremony Here's so we can what just I like want. get to the foods. Crack out the white wine. Not later. Right away. Now. Right away. Crack out those cuke sand. Crack out those cockween. Yeah. Crack cockween is my abbreviation for cocktail wiener. It's worse. It's really good. I get like that. Get out of cockween. But just like like get something going. There needs to be acknowledgement of inconvenience. Yeah. Right away. You're you're you already sent out your invites. No, you didn't. No, I sent out save the dates. It should say we're sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> the front should say we're getting married. We're so sorry. We're, no, the, oh, that's hilarious. The front one should say, "We're so sorry. We're taking your Saturday." Yeah, give us your Saturday. We're taking it, and and it's a big deal if you don't let us take it. Yeah. It's like oh. The, yeah. So sorry. So much. Siri. Anyway, but there's no way to do it. You know, my parents live in Boston. I live in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the fantasy of just being like, we have the party. Like Mulaney has that great bit where he talks about. <clears throat> meeting parents he's like there's no moment where you're like this is a great time you know it would make it better and he's like Mr. and Mrs. Mulaney it doesn't help anything families are these it's like a museum of emotions yeah (laughs) you have the exhibit open on your most precious day yes and you're like guess who's an alcoholic guess who's religious (laughs) you know what I mean I've been at weddings where someone's got up and been like I hope they remember to keep Christ at the center of the wedding and everyone's just like you could hear assholes tightening. It was like puckering Ooh. sound. It was the worst. It was the worst feeling. And then everyone's looking at the bride like, is she on board? Oh, she seems on board. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does feel like religion just – and I, it's such a hard statement to make without everyone clenching at it. But I do feel like a lot of times, even if I was religious, I still think religion would make me just – there's such a there's such a there's um, such an etiquette – yeah. That is expected all the time. And I think it's I, – I, I would just be like, I'm just going to fail. I'm going to fail all the time. What do you mean? I mean like – yeah, I'm not being clear. I think I mean <laughs> like when you were talking about religion in a ceremony, I to me, it's like the ceremony itself is already like so much pressure for like it should go a certain way. It should have right. a certain feel. And you bring Jesus in. Yes. And then to, <laughs> then you also have to honor him yeah. properly. And there's such a, there's it's such a formality. It's more formality too. <laughs> I think that's what I meant. Yeah, no, More I get formality. It. And I think that it's interesting to me when families are close, but with that sort of like third wheel formality all yeah. the time. You know, it feels like a real third wheel. It's imposing. Even the way that I'm spiritual now. It's like, we love each other. I do. I, I, <laughs> like, okay, so I, I, I look at it like this we're vegan. I don't know. Val's more of a vegetarian. <laughs> Just sell her out. She loves cheese. <laughs> she does. Wait, I love, but you're a vegan, but you. But you eat meat sometimes. What do you mean? Are you referencing my Instagram? I'm referencing your, that was on shake, Jackie Nova. your shake Shack. Yeah, my Shake Shack. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's the flea part, Fleegan. But I, I really Fleegan, am yeah. 99 You adhere to it, yeah. Time. yeah. But it's not it's – not but the thing – I actually like the middle finger to the whole institution and eating a Shake Shack every once in a while because I don't want to belong to any group. I really, mm-hmm. I really don't because then you're in that group and then I don't want to be a spokesperson for that group. Yeah. I don't want to be – I was just going to say, I don't want to be held accountable by that group. Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of accountability. After, after we wrapped my pilot, I was feeling such postpartum, not depression, but like a heaviness. Really? 
It's just hard because you came back. What? What do you? Where do you think that stems from? Well, I think it is. I think postpartum is the right analogy. Of course, I've never given birth to a baby, but I think it's similar. To that. Oh, I say <laughs> postpartum way too flippantly all the time. I think okay. it's a great way to describe. But things. you know, you work for a year and a half on a pilot, and then it's done. But you won't see it for a while. So right. it feels the only analogy I can think of is it might be like giving birth to a baby, and then you don't get to see it right away. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you don't, yeah. You want to see it right away. Right. Right. Um, although we turn it around very quickly, but you know, it's just it's just been the focal. Point point of your attention. So that night, I think I ate a buffalo wing. I was just like, fuck everything. Yeah. I'm, I was feeling depressed. So there's weakness. And I like that I'm with Oren. Oren knows I'm a vegan. He's been with me many times sure. to many vegan restaurants. And since I've been back in LA, not only vegan, but like juicing, juice till dinner. That's what I've been doing. Fantastic. I feel high again. I feel amazing. It's definitely the diet for me. Oh, that's great. It lines up with me ethically and all this sort of stuff. But I don't know if at our wedding, we might serve meat. I mean, like, yeah. I know that's kind of horseshit, but like, we're not I think here, it's more, I honestly we're not feel like here it's to more, fuck up your life. <laughs> it feels more horseshit the other way. We might, or, you know, I'm still holding it. We might just be like, we're just having a feast that sure. everyone will enjoy that's vegan. I think that might be more what I lean towards, mm-hmm. but I'll put it this way. When we have kids, I don't want to force them to be vegan. For example, mm-hmm. they'll probably get, get it rubbed off on them a lot. And, uh, then what I was really saying about a wedding is the way that I'm spiritual, I've been really enjoying um, chanting, for example, like groups and singing, basically. And uh, I'm not going to have people do that. I'm not going to be like, all right, let's let's have a kirtan. I don't want my dad to go like, what the fuck is Hare Krishna? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Why impose? Let's just have the things that everyone agrees on. That's really nice of you, though, because I think a lot of people, the other side of that is like, you should do you and they're part of your experience. I don't want to go to a Orthodox... <laughs> Catholic wedding. Right. I don't want to be at a Greek wedding. Right. But you're you're coming at it from the same <laughs> angle I am, which is like you know what it's like to be the guest. Yeah. So you're really trying to create an experience that you think the guest will not hate. Yeah. What do people love? They love uh, beautiful places. Right. Check. They love food. Check. And for me, it's about a quick dip in the ceremony pool. And uh, not to deny it, I think there's the Joseph Campbell of it all, which is that you honor the ceremony and, and the metaphor that's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't go, you know, until we get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what the day is about. I think the day is about a beautiful tradition that's been handed down and all this after we've shit on it so much. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I, yeah. And I like shitting on it because I am doing it. Yeah. 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 I'm not coming at it from a place of like, we're not. I'm like, but no, why? we're doing People it. People get married four, five, six times. Why? It's because there's something to it. And I think there's something to it. Saying and acknowledging there's something to it. Right. We like it. And right. Monogamy is nice. You and I have talked about monogamy being silly. And it is. But it, it's 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 uh, clearly we enjoy something. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, and I mean, I think being conflicted is, I just think it's more honest. I don't think it's honest to just be like, this is it. And yeah. no questioning and, like, yeah. I'm just embracing it and we're in love. It's like, okay, yeah, but you can still have all those things and still be like, what are we doing? But you can also – and then when it comes to a marriage, too, Elizabeth Gilbert, who I've quoted many times before she was on the podcast. Oh, I need to about, listen to her episode. We talked about the burden of the modern relationship, and I can't say this enough. We need to – it really – it doesn't make full sense, but it's like put yourself in the moment. Like when we put ourselves projecting into the future – that's where all this anxiety and suffering comes from. But when you can just kind of be like, this is, this is us right now and just focusing on that. But 
the, it, what I mean is it's the putting on all these assumptions. So the wedding, the marriage, the, the husband or the wife is burdened to be the best friend, the inspiration, the, the partner in crime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're supposed to be your sexual fantasy. They're supposed to help raise your children. They're supposed to be great with children. They're supposed to like your friends. They're supposed to – whatever it is. There's all these things. So it used to just be like this is my woman or this is my guy and we have a family together. But even like the sex thing wasn't even like a thing. Like no. they were out seeing prostitutes and right. stuff or like concubines. Or, it was always a thing. And I'm not even – it's a conversation we've had a million times. You and I have had it, but we've had it a million times on this podcast. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that it used to just be something you did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's something you did. Yeah. And that's it's just what you do. People, it's just what you do. It's just what you do. And that's where what, the dowries and the goats. Here's fifty goats, and here's a plot of land. It's because you were continuing on a name. You know what I mean? And like, and a family and a bloodline. Right. Yeah. No, there was and like a survival. Set of ideals. And yeah. There was survival, and there was like, we're like, we're from the people that don't throw rocks at strangers' heads, and we're going to make more of us. Right. <laughs> so, like, and now we're like, you better like my Instagrams. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I that's another thing is just the evolution of the evolution. It's like evolved so much, but also stayed so stagnant. Yeah. And I think, a lot, yeah, I just think acknowledgement of of that it's an uphill battle is important. Uh, speaking of, when we were uh, together, I remember it getting very tiring that we were both comedians. <laughs> like, oh, God. I, I swore off it is. comedians after, after our Yeah, Our mean, relationship was great. I, we're not going to harp no, no, on no, no, it. No, 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 no. But yeah. Great. Yeah. But towards the end, I remember being like, this is too much. Everything that bothers you is a reflection for the of most course. part. So I was seeing too much of you and me in and you. you yeah. And your feelings or your drive. And I, I remember, I don't think this is bad to say, but I remember a, a specific time we were walking around and you were talking about wanting to do a web series, Hair, uh-huh. hair Chair. Oh, yeah, Hair Chair. And you were like, maybe if I could just get people to watch Hair Chair and, and maybe Oren can direct oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it started bleeding into my life it's on so many levels. It's too much. You wanted to use my guy. I'm mm-hmm. being petty. I'm reenacting a petty moment that I was No, it's like, not like petty at all. a generous moment. No, but it's also... but. Your experience that that is the experience. Like if it, if I were a few years more into comedy and dating someone in comedy, I right. would have felt the same way. But that's the thing; it's uh, very relatable. But we to had me. this strange. But I didn't. I I I I. It's. I just really understand that. We swung I would the feel other that way, way though. So you were several years behind me. Yes. And then I, at the beginning of the relationship, one of the things I like being a big shot. I'm very open about that. I like paying for dinner. Sure. I like hooking people up. I like trying to help people. All that sort Your of stuff. Your dad's like that too. Yeah, it is. That's it, like a great quality. And it, it is a great quality, yeah. but it's also it's not one sided. I get to feel like a big shot. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that's something that I've come to come to peace with. But so at the beginning of our relationship, I would. Uh, Impose too much. I would try and get you things, and yeah, and that, that would get us in trouble. But I didn't about. even realize it was getting me in trouble until it was over, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's not the best not you dynamic you, to have." But, well, it could be maybe later in your life, but I think when you're going through all these growing pains, oh, very, you really just need like an equal, an equal friend. This is the thing. It's, I was just listening to Ramdas Ramidi about suffering, and he's like, "You can't." Uh, you can't help someone stop suffering. It's not your moral right to stop someone from suffering. If they're like, I want to get a car, you can't be like, well, the car is not going to help. You Mm -hmm. really need to address this or this. or He's like, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. Leave it alone. And then he says this beautiful thing. He goes, what you can do is be a space, spacious enough 
to allow them to lay down their suffering if they're ready to. And th- so there's something where now when I – when Valerie, what, is that, what does that mean? Like, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, you're trying to just be a space just where they can do whatever they, whatever they need to do. To let them act out? Well, I don't know. If they need to eat – uh, oh. They can eat. If they need to cry, they can cry. Okay. If, they, if they're ready to start having heady conversations. Kind of have like an open arms, like I'm here when you need me. And let the healing be. You're just there for them however they need mm-hmm. in that moment. And you're not going to impose yourself on them. Mm-hmm. So similarly, when Val has a creative endeavor or any of my girlfriends have had a creative endeavor, uh, with Val I've been good. With everybody else I've been bad. I will take it on as my yeah. my problem as well. And then I'll be like, oh, but well, then you, we need to do this and this right. and this and this. And then if you don't listen to me, I'll quietly resent you. Right. That didn't happen with us. But eh, it, maybe. It did a little. There was a lot. It's it's hard. So you're – that's the 90 minute. But it's so interesting because, um, yeah, I think you always say like relationships – like just because a relationship ended doesn't mean that's it's bad. Yeah, I, love, I love that because I really feel like I learned a lot. It's so funny because now that I'm more – into comedy i've been doing it longer now i have a lot of the same frustrations that i think you had (laughs) when we were dating that i I didn't understand i still and now i'm like oh i'm just becoming i'm just lady pete (laughs) lady Lady pete I have it too. I, I it's remember. It's so funny because at the time I was like, what? Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, right. I have to watch it like Brent James Sullivan, our, our beloved friend, has been opening for me. And I have to be careful not to try and push him the ways that I want to push him. Brent is doing great. It's not like he needs sure. it. But like I have all this advice and I'm like, I'm just going to – it's that thing where it's like I'll be here and if you'd like to ask – this or this, I'll tell you what I think. But the impo- like, I'm, I like to impose. I think I did that to Chris Thayer. Like, I really gave him, in my opinion, a lot of primo advice, and he took a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But then I started getting like a little bit hurt if he didn't take the mm-hmm. advice. And then I think he was getting hurt that, that I was hurt. giving him that I was giving him the advice. Because oh, there's uh-huh. this like, you need Talk this. down. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there's a fine line I'm between hand down the tablet. Take my advice and. Offering it as a mere suggestion. But that's why I see the analogy might work better for me. I don't know if it's resonating with you, but the idea of being a space, like opening, expanding, so he can, whoever it is, or she can get in there and and bring their stuff and find my stuff if if that's what they need, or just lay down their stuff, or just relax or rest or whatever they need. Be that space that can. And that's what you're trying that. to do for Val. For sure. And the other thing I won't do is uh, Val is always writing and stuff and has ideas for books and movies and stuff. And I just try to be uh, blindly gracious and supportive and yeah. just be like, that's a great idea. You should definitely do that. But I'm not going to be like, you know what you should do? Every morning before you're clouded with the day, just write for 30 minutes and don't even worry about it if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck, get out of my face. I'm telling you what works for a very specific set of neural pathway. Me. I'm telling mm-hmm. you what works for me. Well, it's funny because some of that you probably could offer some of that and she'd be like, oh, great. Thanks. But why – I feel like if you know that about yourself, why why, why assert that kind of advice when you know that, oh, if this person isn't going to take it, then I'm going to feel – Exactly. Don't do not do it. It's sticky. Yeah. Just, it's just sticky and butt out. messy. And yeah. And lo- well, I think Dan and I, we have a pretty – because, I mean, Dan doesn't he, – he does – he's done stand-up. Um, but his background is is in improvising and sketch, and like they're definitely we're both comedians. But I feel like there's enough. But you're a dwar- there's enough you're a autonomy. Dwarf and he's an elf. <laughs> <laughs> there's enough autonomy, I think, that 
it, it somehow it just works. But I think yeah. a lot of it that is why. No, we talked about it. Yeah, the improviser and and the stand up can be can forge it an can alliance. work. Yeah, it can work. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I don't. Yeah, but it, you know, but he's also just like the most like supportive. Yeah. like he really is. Like he feels like if he weren't my my fiance, he has like that brother supportiveness of just like he's a family member who's like go get him like yeah yeah it's really nice he's yeah. always been that way he yeah. doesn't know how to not be that way yeah it's amazing well that's the thing is that's something that i think about all the time and i have this with family members i have this with my parents it's like at what point do you love them the way they are and at what point do you love their process <sighs> as if it were your own it's very difficult so hard. <laughs> it's very difficult i used to be so critical of my mom like, so I know I used to be, <laughs> I used to really like, I remember one vacation we were on specifically where I, everything she said, I would like, I would just be like, why'd you say that? Or like, I don't know. I would just like give her all of this grief. And finally at the end, she's such a nice person that she never like really stood up to me. She probably should have much sooner. But finally at the end of the vacation, she was like, everything I say bothers you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I just needed to, like, be called out. Mm. But also, why was I? It's just because you see too much of yourself. You see too much of your mom and you and vice versa. Oh, talk about reflecting. Well, when Glenn Hansard did the podcast, he he said something. He goes, I go, how do you handle your family? And he goes, I remember I'm not my parents. I can't do it that accent. Oh. Because you have to remember that you're not them mm-hmm. and that they're people. Yeah. There's, I, oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I, you were talking about Wayne Dyer on another – you've mentioned him before. But he has a big thing about like, you know, don't don't reduce yourself – not so, so mean to say reduce, but don't – you're not your parents, like what, you're, what you were just saying. You're not your parents. Yeah. But at the same time, I do find myself having that fear of like, but I am. I know. And then, then I'm know. like, what's wrong with that? But then also there's a lot wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. I see it. We all see it. It's like uh, a friend of mine. I forget what his uh, name is. What I mean is like a work friend. He was a New Yorker cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Drew this great cartoon where there's a guy turning into a wolf. It's in the Rejection Collection, edited and compiled by Matt Diffie. Uh, and he, he's turning into the wolf man because it's a full moon. And his wife is next to him and she's in a robe and kind of like a hair rollers. And she goes, you think that's bad? I'm turning into my mother. Right? <laughs> And every once in a while, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, And I I feel that too sometimes. I I see like a familiar grumpiness showing up. The more fat and settled I get, I start (laughs) leaning into the negative emotions that I also have. The, the, you know, the routine that my dad craves, that I see myself craving, Uh and that I see in my parents and my brother and my family. I just see it all around. So there is this like you're not them but you are still actively fighting this war to not become them in ways that you don't want to become. Yeah. But I don't know. We did this, you know, that we did this exercise Val and I when we were at the Ramdas retreat which was very very moving and it's just about like compassion and it was this idea that just like me, right? And every every line that we said in our minds while looking at the other person was ended with just like me. It was just gorgeous. Oh my god. And it was like this person wants to be safe just like me. Oh. This person oh, we were oh. we were weeping. Oh. And it was like this person's gonna die just like me. And this person's afraid sometimes just like me. And this person, you know, wants to be loved and to be safe. I can't remember all of them. Those are the ones that st- stood out oh to me. Oh my god, that's so intense. And sometimes I try and think about my mom and my dad being stuck in those bodies and stuck in those lives. And I don't mean in a bad way. I just I mean that's who they are. My mom, 
turns her head and sees what's over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's, I think of her in the third person, but she's in there in the first person. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be loved. She wants to be seen. She's afraid of pain. She wants pleasure. She wants safety. And it's just like that, that works for a little bit. I, I mean, <laughs> it's a master course. Right. right. Hanging out with your parents and if you can stay right. are aware. You, are you going home for? We were done with the home. Oh, you are? We did Thanksgiving and so we that's did my it. mom's so birthday. Oh, so you're staying here. And we'll be here. We're going is. to my parents' house. and uh, In Tejas? Yes. And another added layer. Well, they have their own dysfunction, but then they also, um, I think my mom is a hoarder. Um, I'm pretty sure, like actual hoarder. Mm. And um, it's become this thing where when We're I- are just going to go, she seems like a hoarder. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely like She's a new- great. I, I, No, no, no. I, I would know. believe oh, anybody's a hoarder. But, I, but it's so funny because that, that show, I think, made hoarding seem like, ooh. Like, Maybe you'll be selected. <laughs> yeah. And it's this thing where I'm like, oh, no, there's de- it's definitely happening. Um, and every time I go home, it's- our house has more clutter and just like unnecessary stuff. It's not like gross hoarding where it's like, oh, there's like a cereal bowl that's been there since 1989. It's not right, like that. Right. But it's definitely like just you can't – the way the furniture – there's too much furniture. There's too much stuff that they can't justify getting rid of because it's technically something that a house needs. Mm. So it will be like an ottoman. And you're like, well, you don't need four ottomans. Mm-hmm. So it's like – it's just these – and they're, they're these big kind of like – they're like obstacles. So when you're walking through their living room, which is a big living room, it feels like the smallest living room in the mm-hmm. world because they just have too many chairs and little tables that they got at like a, an antique fair. And it's just like, get rid of it. It's disturbing because it seems like the manifestation, manifestation of the clutter of your mind. You know what I mean? It is. So like when you see a clean – why is it so pleasant to have a clean house and like a, a – spar- for me, it's like a sparse flowy. I think sure. kind of likes that. Like a Frank Lloyd Wright house. You're like, why is this so Oh, I mean, well, those are so like meticulously designed to like make you have inner peace. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So there's this psychological reflection of a space. Absolutely. And when you have a place that's like, for me, the thing that troubles me about my house is like all the photos of baseball players and Frank Sinatra and stuff. And I'm just, (laughs) it just makes me feel excluded. (laughs) Like just framed photos of things I don't give a shit about, and I'm just, and that like irk me. But similar, let's keep it on you. Is the idea of all that stuff? You yeah. Know, you see what happens when a river gets blocked up and it starts to turn into a, a pond, and you see all the scum, and there's no flow, and there's right, and it's where, also impacting them. I think that they would be they would be better in their relationship if they didn't have such a, I'm telling you I really think it impacts them on that I think my mom is more irritable yeah. because she literally is constantly like bumping into stuff and she doesn't she gets the house cleaned by a housekeeper twice a week which is like such an unnecessary twice expense but it's like but you wouldn't even need a house you could get a housekeeper once a month or never if you just got rid of everything so dust wouldn't collect this makes me want to clean to all the people that are hire... cleaning while they're listening you're uh, welcome good job <laughs> i want to like i literally want to go well, so the last time i was there i wasn't this is something and you've talked about this before like where you don't really see your family until you've like brought your significant other home to mm-hmm. like sh- that you basically are seeing them like reflected off of your significant other right, like you're right. so so hyper aware of you like bring a clean mirror. dysfunction yeah. yes exactly <laughs> so when i brought dan there dan mentioned hey, it to me what's the big deal i mean everybody's just kind of having a good time <laughs> he, like, no he was the potatoes he was so stressed out he really was, yeah he was like you're like 
he was like, there's nowhere to sit in your house. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, no, he's right. Like, even their, even their <laughs> dining room table, they got from when my grandmother passed away, they inherited this table. And it's like the chairs are not, they're too high and the table's too low. So you, like, bang your legs when Sounds you pull like up. It's so... I can't even describe it. It's like, again, though, what do you do? Throw away, like, this great table? It's like, but, like, someone who you, you professionally declutters would say, absolutely, get rid of yeah, that table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the overgrown forest. You're craving a fire, a brush fire. I mean, kind of. To burn out the dead stuff. Yeah, it's really, and it's so interesting because I grew up in it, so I don't think I knew how. That's how I was. Yeah, I know. I think idea. that's everybody. Yeah. And uh, my, my ex wife, I don't think she really knew how to tell me she she wasn't the outsider enough like i was still such a baby boy that she just got kind of mixed into it and sure. it was probably very gross for her but then every girlfriend since then every friend since then has been like have you noticed that your dad didn't eat the cream corn <laughs> you know what i mean or whatever it is <laughs> weird yeah stuff parents and then we i, I think one of the solutions is just having conversations like this is like when, when I talk about maybe I'm on some sort of spectrum and I'm an amateur and I haven't done the research and I don't mean to be flippant to people that are and have been diagnosed, but I'm just kind of like, I'm seeing my dad and my mom watch two episodes of Jeopardy a night and then they watch Seinfeld and then it's, and then it's lights out or they watch a lot of reality TV. It kind of breaks. Do they really? It breaks my heart. Yeah. You wouldn't think that, huh. but since I've been going home, there's been more just kind of TV on. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I just, I'm like you. It's it's a weird feeling to say, and I don't mean any disrespect, but I was talking with a friend of ours who has actually said to his parents, "You raised me better than this." So, like, at a certain point, you're like, you like turn off the shit reality TV and go, "You raised me better than this." But uh, I, I would never do that. (laughs) No, I try to, I try to confront my mom about the hoarding. I didn't say. I, I jokingly, I'll be like, "Mom, you're like level three hoarding." Like, I'll just be like, "Whatever," just trying to make a joke and make light of it. Um, And then she doesn't get offended when I do that. But when I was like, "Mom, like you have too much stuff," she just goes from like, I mean, she like scream, and she's not like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, well, she's kind of hot headed, but like, she goes from being fine to irate. Down the line, if Val and I had kids and then they left, I'd like to think I have so much aversion to this sort of stuff we're talking about. I'm like, I hope we're those quirky art parents. Hmm. <laughs> you know those moms that like paint? Yeah. <laughs> I had quirky art parents, though. You did? Yeah. I think that both – I think – well, Dan, he he has like very practical – parents who were like you have to be a doctor a lawyer an accountant you need a certified career and then he was like but i don't think that's what i want to do and they were like you got it that's what you do but my parents were like you can do whatever you want and i think there are problems with both i think with dan he feels like why didn't you like introduce me to other possibilities sooner because Mm. why didn't you say like well maybe this isn't for you maybe you should study the arts but they were like no the arts are bullshit what are you gonna do what are you gonna paint you know what? What are you, what, yeah. what, or what are you going to act you like? Going to paint a paycheck, right? Exactly. And then my Frank's parents see that coming a mile away. My parents were like just these like whimsical free spirits, and then I'm, but then I like didn't know what taxes were, or how to do taxes for way too long mm. because they were like all the emphasis is on like what you want to create, who you want to be. What does your dad do again? Well, they now my dad's a teacher, but they had a rock concert business. They oh, were right, rock concert the promoters. promoters. 
that they built from the ground up. They like owned a nightclub when my mom was pregnant with me, and then they went on to close down that nightclub. But op- but then they owned two other venues and like but they all these bands. Together. They work together, I which is also that. why they have such a bizarre. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything's it's just. Uh, but now they don't work together, so actually things I think have improved mm. because they don't have that sort of like. You're my boss, but also my husband. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yikes. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Family, man. It's I know. Just, why are we always talking? I guess we are always talking about it on this podcast. Yeah. It's really trippy. I like talking about it. I do too. Yeah. Well, especially because I feel like you and I have very. No, I don't know. I think that's. They're, they're pretty they're, similar. They're similar. Yeah. Well, I think your family. My, my mom certainly had a hard time with me leaving. And right. I think your family had a hard time with you leaving. Yes. Do you get that sort of imposition on you, like to visit and like res- bring the band back together? Yeah, um, which is interesting because they don't they don't want to come here really. I don't want. Th- I, my mom was like, "And we'll visit LA," and I was like, "You can't." Right. <laughs> I think my parents work. don't. They don't want to come. My mom like hates LA. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> they don't want to come here, but they really want me there all the time. Yeah. 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 Also, I don't blame them because I think LA is a really tricky. I think it's an easy place to live. I think it's a very tricky. It's such a wasteland. (laughs) Just as a visitor, it's like, what are they? What are you going to do? Send them to like Hollywood Boulevard? Like what? Send them to Disneyland? Like where do they go? There's no place for just people here. There is no place for people. Go see here. the tar pits again. Yeah. I mean, like, wh- yeah. there's like four things to do here. All yeah. of them are very aggressively mediocre. And three of them you have to bring a headshot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many so problems stupid. with this place if you're just like a tourist. It's just a place where you cash in chips. I feel so bad. I Well, we take I, I our don't dog. Mean for money. I mean, like, your, artist, oh, yeah. your artistic chips. You yes. bring them here. But if you weren't in the show, if you weren't on the floor playing cards your whole life. What are you doing in the chip room? <laughs> well, I we take our dog to this park. Um, do you ever take Brody to the park that's like under the Hollywood sign? No. Oh, it's nice. You should, if you ever need a place. It's not like dirt. I it's just put Brody grass. on roller skates and roll him down a hill. Push him. <laughs> like, see you in a bit. <laughs> He'll find his way back. <laughs> I love your dog. I just that's like, such a cute image. No, I walked, I walked Brody like three times a day. Does the walking get him tired? I can't tell. Yeah. I can't, talk about projecting. I never know how Brody feels, but my guess is always, are you depressed? Which is like, what does that say about me? I go, are you sad? I know. He's I, always think, I always think dogs are sad. I think every dog is sad. Tail wagging going. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, thank God. Even then, I'm like, but even when their tails like, sleeping. No, even when their tails wagging, I'm like, they're so bored. It seems they're boring. They're so confused. They're so confused. Yeah. There's so, there's, it's just a hard, it's hard being a dog. I saw him walk into some tall grass on our walk today, and he was just like, what is this? Is this the world? I, s- <laughs> I swear I saw him go, I guess this is my life now, walking <laughs> through tall grass. Like, he thought it was forever. They have no object permanence. They honestly think every second is their last second. Yeah. They think every second with you is their last second. Yeah. They're, it's just a really stressful All existence. All I'm sure of is he likes us to be together, he likes to be outside, and he likes to eat sometimes. <laughs> If we're watching him and going, good job eating. <laughs> He's so fucking weird. It's been a year. I really love him, though, now. I do love oh, it's him. It's been a year? It's been one year. We've had dinner for a year. It's one year Brody anniversary. Oh. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough. If you just got a dog and you were thinking that you made the worst decision of your life and you regret Instagramming him because everyone's going to know if you give him back, <laughs> uh, hang in there. It gets better.
It's so much better. He's a good boy. Yeah, he is good. Well, he did really you is. take him to – I wanted to clarify this. Did you take him to Topanga Canyon? when you Remember you sent him to like a camp? You sent him to like boot oh, camp. Oh, yeah. We sent him to Cage-Free Canine. That's where it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because we sent Dennis to a place called Topanga Canyon Ranch, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Um, but it was basically like the same thing that you sent Brody to. Yeah, that made a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. The fact that he – understands this is so boring maybe but like sitting like if like he understands like uh -uh, and hey and sit yeah that's all you really need yeah i don't even try to get him to heal anymore like when we walk i don't give a shit right go where you want you're a fucking animal i know i have that too go eat that muffin someone dropped (laughs) (laughs) you animal (laughs) just like letting things be i really look at it as a huge spiritual practice for me i really do and that's what i look at i I sometimes call my dog ram which is a name for god and it's because i'm just going like this is it this is life this is this is this is god this is what it is. I well, don't, just the I don't lack want to pick of, up your shit. And the and, lack of ego with dogs is so refreshing. And it's just what's happening. Yeah. It's saying yes They're to what's happening. They're just of the moment. I, but, but for you, I have a dog. He's shit on the lawn. I have to pick it up. Instead of being like, fuck it all. Like, how am I going to interpret what's happening? And yeah. you can say oh, yes to it or you can push against it. And pushing against it is where all this pain comes and from. And it gives you a lot of routine, which it is does, nice. Yeah. yeah, it provides a routine. And also, it's just nice having another animal rely on you yeah. and take you out of See, yourself. But that, going back to my my mom kind of poisoned the well with Brody and made me think of Brody as something that needs me. And I don't like things that uh, need me. Right, right, right. I, I, yeah, you've talked about that yeah. before. So now I have a dog that needs me, but now I, ro- I, I've, I literally had to reprogram my brain and be like, it's not that he's in agony and needs no, me. No, no. But this is why people are like, my dog loves me. I'm like, you could also say my dog needs me, which is Your gross. Your dog needs, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I like to look at it, I'm leaning towards the love thing now. And I don't, I don't spend too much time wondering if it's authentic or not. I'm just like, I love Brody. I love him around. I like when he's happy. I like right. to keep him happy. But when I thought of him as like, my mom would always be like, did you feed Brody? Did you take him outside? <laughs> Is he having a fresh air? <laughs> I literally talk about boundaries. I was like, mom, don't ask me about Brody. Really? And I was like, I can feel you trying to give me your anxiety over the dog because you never had a dog and you're trying to freak me out and should deny it. But I was You didn't like, have a dog growing up? No, mm. I've never had a dog. Very Were you, oh, you had cats. That's right. And cats are good. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. I've said this a million times, but people are like, cats ignore you. I'm like, they're not ignoring no, you. No, they're, they're so good. self-sufficient. They're good. Yeah. No, they're not want, ignoring you. They don't, don't need you. They don't, I don't need you the like same way. I don't like friends that are like dogs. I, don't li- I like friends that are more like cats. I haven't seen Joe DeRosa in a month. And and we're fine. Like yeah. I called him yesterday, and he's like, ah, I, "I got a toenail that I gotta go to the doctor. I'm pretty sure I have gangrene." And it, we just picked up where we left off. You know what I mean? But then I, I've had friends that are like dogs, and you never know what you're gonna get, and they and they really need you, and they're locked on, and it's like, "Can we go outside? Can we go outside? You want to go to this party?" I'm like, "Get the fuck out of my house!" Yeah, no, you need cat me. friends. I need cat, cat friends. Are real friends. I want real cat, and they get such a hard fucking time. Oh, they're shallow and they're mean, and it's like, no, no. you earn it. A do- you know, there's that line in Meet the Parents where it's like an emotionally shallow animal, the dog. Yes, you can break a dog, and that's what Brody is. He's been broken. Right, like he learned that if he wants treats, he needs broken. He's been broken, and a, and a cat is like, motherfucker, give me a treat or not, I'm gonna slash your eyes out. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that the well, I didn't have a dog before Dennis. I, I didn't grow up with Dennis. Dog. I know he's so cute. He shit on your, remember he shit on your floor. I felt so bad. Oh you my know, god, I felt so bad. I've never seen a cat shit. If a cat shit on its floor, it would pick it up itself and go, "I am so sorry," and, <laughs> and you'd never see it again. Out of shame. Or if the cat shit on your floor, you'd be like, oh my God, it's really sick. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, oh, it's telling us something. Or it would get the fuck out. You, someone is on a plane sitting next to a cat in the middle seat right now, and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. But a dog is like, deal with this! It also does like a little like pre-show to when it's about to shit. Like Dennis literally just like loops around and does this. We like literally call it the poop dance where he just like zooms around a bunch and you're just like like watching him like following him like a laser pointer and then yeah. finally when he like puts his butt down he like stares at you yep and it's just this whole production when he stares at you he goes even now <laughs> i need you <laughs> i just there's something so comforting about cats where is it i don't know i lived with a cat right after i got divorced craig baldo had a cat mm. and i would like not see it for two days mm-hmm. and i lived in an apartment <laughs> in new york and it would just be like it was just under the bed. Yeah. Like I want to think it was playing that game with its paw with a knife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just banging a knife in between its paws. And so that's very adorable. Smoking little cat cigarettes. It doesn't need you. It's just so pleasant. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I think it says a. I don't know. That I think because Dennis is my first dog. That I. I go. Oh, this is good. Like this is good training for having a kid. Just in, again, yeah. in terms of the routine, it, it, it exactly is. And it's something that needs they're you. always there. Always there. That is very. That's new to me because when you have a cat, it's not quite a pet in that way. Well, it, dogs are toddlers. Cats are teenagers. Yeah, cats are teenagers. Cats want to be left alone in their room. Right. Get out of your mom. <laughs> then you just hear Sonic Youth because <laughs> it's the nineties. But uh, yeah, but that I'm with you there. I've had to, and I was shocked at how much deprogramming it took for me to be okay with when I get up and go to the kitchen, Brody's going to follow me. When I go back, he's going to follow me. Yeah. When I go to the bathroom, he's going to follow me. And he just, oh, if I go upstairs, he follows me. Mm-hmm. And I was like literally fighting the impulse to be like, go the fuck away from me. Yeah. Because I don't like that. It's like, what do you need? Well, it, was, it, was, it was like a nightmare. Now, I, I don't notice it anymore. Yeah. And, he, and he, stop, he doesn't follow me as much. It's like very, it's very like Big Hero 6. Wait, I saw. Did you it, ever see? I, you know when he the like the whatever the inflatable robot? Yeah, he just like kind of like stands around. And the kids like, what do you need? Like he just he's just always there, ready yeah, to help. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. And then the kid had to like figure out how to utilize him. But yeah. with dogs, you're like, no, you don't. You're not going to help. You're just going to stand there. Right. And Brody finally learned how to snuggle, which is helpful. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Dennis just like bites everything, chews really? everything. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever go away. I sent him to that boot camp which my family thought i was like insane they were like i can't believe you sent your dog away but we saw him every week we would like go and check in and work with like a did you do that no oh yeah so (laughs) no no i didn't want to interrupt the progress (laughs) (laughs) well they they wanted us to come and like work with the trainer once a week to sort of like no i guess like incrementally get back into his life are you gonna pay me (laughs) yeah i know it was it was a whole thing train the dog yeah they did and they really did a great job but yeah, it's been. Uh, no, I get that. I he, but the, anyways, when he was there, I, I guess that the trainers they just set this sort of air of authority where he was great for them, and mm. then of course he like doesn't respect us the oh, same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I when he was there, I was like, hey, like is he like chewing a lot of stuff? Like is he biting stuff he shouldn't be biting? And they were like, no, 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 he doesn't do any of that. 
And I was like, oh, weird, because he does it all the time with us. And they were like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. And then, of course, the second he gets home, he's just like, socks, bras, let me eat them. He's chewing his diploma. (laughs) 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 He's probably also with a bunch of other dogs. He was, but also at night, he slept in the trainer's house. They, like, let him sleep in the house. Wow. Yeah, I don't – I think I I was just like, yeah, like, I just get nervous that he'll, like – because they – basically, they put the dogs in – the kennel around like five or six but then they don't let them out again until eight in the morning and i think for older dogs who are like used to holding their bladders longer like that's fine but my dog's a puppy so i was like you have to let them out sometime between then ours literally was cage free there were no cages oh that's good yeah yeah i just i just up dogged you (laughs) you did we we didn't put him in a cage i know he was only in a cage at night only in a cage at night stand that stuff yeah the worst i would take brody for a walk and uh, he'd be real skittish, and I go, "Oh, sorry, he's he's a coward. He's just a coward. He's yeah. okay." And she go, "He's not a coward. He's a brave. Look, get the fuck out yeah, of my face. Up. This isn't a child. No, shut that up. That was a beautiful thing that helped me. I was just like, it's an animal. It's yeah. okay. It's an animal. His life is so fucking good. Yeah, it's We're great. home most of the time. Right. There's treats everywhere. He's not in a cage. He gets to roam around a large house with a yard and shut the fuck up. Right. Get the but people guilt you just the way again training for children. Do we? You feed him. You feed him like he's feeding your food. You know what he'd be eating if he wasn't with me? His own leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> His life is great. He hit the lottery. His life is great. His life is great. Want, yes. want my best dog tip? Sure. This came from uh, Kristen Bell, Rob's wife. Um, he would bark in the night all the time because he's an asshole. <laughs> so I'd be doing my favorite thing, sleeping, and deeply. And then he'd fucking flip out because someone with keys was walking on the other side of the street, not even near our house. Mm -hmm. Pro tip, white noise machine. Hmm. Boom. Really? Just put on a low setting. He can still hear everything, but he has a white noise machine. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, because he's an asshole. Oh my god! A little your white noise machine, and then a little white noise yeah, machine. Yeah. We don't even have one. We gave him. Oh, ours. you gave him yours. You gave him ours. So there's, wow. there's one, and now it, it works. It was, oh, that's it was great. A game changer. It was wow, a game changer. that's so good. Yeah, I'm surprised it works so well because their hearing is just like so. I intense. don't think his is that good. I don't think his uh, sense of smell is that. I've thrown a treat in the yard mm-hmm. where you can see it. He he's won't a little find dulled. It. He won't. He's dulled. Yeah. He won't find it. Uh huh. <laughs> That's so funny. He's, there's like the $6 million man. He's like a $30,000 dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's let's finish it up. Okay. Should we tell? Here's our options. Okay. You can tell me about the hardest time you've laughed. You can tell me about Vegas. Oh, I can tell you hardest time I laughed. We could talk about Amsterdam. I feel like we did that story last time we did this. Yeah. Literally. What was it in Vegas? You went to Vegas. Oh, my, yeah, Bachelorette. We already talked about your parents. We didn't really talk about the talk show. We talked a lot about weddings. <laughs> we did. I was going to say, this isn't self-serving. I, I, it's honestly in, in for the listener. I remember one talk we had where we talked about the advice I gave you, remember? Mm-hmm. There, you were like, oh, all this advice you gave me oh. when I was starting out is really valuable. And you, yes. boiled, you boiled it down to like three things. This sounds like I want oh, you to I know them. butter my bread. No. That's okay. But it's I your want, podcast. No, but I want no. It's not for that reason. I know. I want but, the listeners to hear it. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's valuable. That's um, one thing. Yeah, we could do that. Um, well, I think one thing. Well, the biggest one. Oh, well, the biggest one is advice that you I think got from Jim Gaffigan, the undeniable. which was be undeniable. Yeah. 
which I still think is so important. And it's also a really hard one to accept in a day and age where people are getting recognition and notoriety when you're like, should they? Yeah. And also just from all these like bizarre sources, like it just feels like people are coming out of the woodwork doing comedy and they seem to just be making a living and it's people where you're like, are they even good? I don't, I don't even know what I find good anymore because Mm. there's so much passable that gets just as much acclaim as amazing. Yep. And it's a real mind fuck, but ultimately being undeniable definitely can't hurt you. So I feel like that's, uh, that's probably the best one to strive for. It also feels just for your own, inner peace and inner strength it's probably the one that'll like make you feel the most whole at the end of the day Mm. yeah there are a lot of shortcuts but i don't know that they're they're shortcuts that lead to like a long road i I think they're just like little you flare up yeah it's flare up yeah, I remember when he said that. First, Barry Katz said that he said that to Jim Kafka, which was funny. <laughs> so maybe it was Barry Katz. Yeah, let's give credit where credit is due. Thanks, Pete. I can't do Barry Katz. <laughs> anyway, uh, but um, Jim said to me, I remember it was on the subway, and he said, uh, you just have to get so good they can't ignore you anymore. Yeah. And he really did that. Jim Gavigan really did that. He struggled for a long time. Yeah, I believe that. And then he just got to a point where it was like, Sorry. I like to, like, there will be blood. I say it's a proven well. It produces oil. Yeah. It's a proven well. Like, that was, that was a really big one for me, especially just in, um, exercising patience. I think that that was a big one for me. Yeah. Cause it's kind of the mantra you can come back to. Here's another piece of advice that I got recently that. Uh, only my advice. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> I'm just kidding. I <laughs> well, it feels like something you would say, but no. <laughs> it was that, um, I really loved it. Uh, I no. Who cares? Well, anyway, someone was saying that this <laughs> career this career doesn't seem linear, but it is. And mm. I really love that. I thought like – because it just – you know, people have like lulls and then they'll be like, oh my god, like every, nothing's happening. I had all the success last year and then nothing's happening. And I'm like, just wait. Like it is happening. It's just yeah. like bubbling under the surface. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the lava isn't bubbling. Yeah. Yeah, that's There great. is lava. Yeah. So just like let it – Yep. Let it do its volcano well, thing. Well, that is something I say. I go, they're sowing. It's and- volcano thing. I'm very articulate. <laughs> well, mine is even stupider. I say they're sowing and there's harvesting and harvesting's better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But they're sowing. I think another one you told me was hustle while you wait. That might have been yours. I don't think I said that. Okay. I like that. Hustle yeah. while you wait. Hustle while you wait I love just because it's like quick. It's like but a t-shirt. Also- it's like something on a t-shirt. <laughs> when you are harvesting, when things are good, you also have to remember that it's because of all that pl- – planting you did you yeah know what i mean i'm a farmer and <laughs> can i still tell you the hardest time i laughed yeah no you will I, i'm not really in a super god mood we always end up talking about god you don't feel it i know i was thinking about it on the way over here i don't even know how i would answer it which is so insane because i've listened so many times yeah to this show that i should have my go-to this is what i would say and yeah. i still don't know that i have that yeah well I'm not really in the mood. Okay, so let's, yeah. <laughs> let's defy the format. Uh, well, there have been other ones where we don't do it. Where I know, people I know. Just like it's not an interest of mine. Uh, but this is, I don't know. I, I hit a ceiling and I've been talking about it a lot on the retreat and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Did you just go on that retreat? Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I don't want to rob you. I'm still into it. You know what I'm going to say? I, I've been listening to Ramdas Experiments in Truth. I can't plug it enough. It's so good. It's I'll really listen to it. I need so more. Good. I need more recommendations. 
That's the best thing I've I ever I just heard. need recommendations. You know what's funny is like then I play it for Val and she loves it, but I, I, I swear this just sounds like I'm buttering her bread. But she gets it on a level like I need to remember. And she has it and organically. she just has that organic, natural yeah. occurring light and love and openness. Yes. That I'm trying to jackhammer through. Right. <laughs> and she's just over there chasing butterflies. And right. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Remember man. when – when we were so dating, you used to go. Used to go. I just imagine that what's happening inside of your mind right now is just a kitten chasing a butterfly. Yeah. So, I said that to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like, it's just a kitten chasing a butterfly. I remember saying that about a friend of yours. Oh. I was like, you crack open her head. It's just a running. Vacuum. Oh, maybe it was a friend. A vacuum cleaner. It though. feels like it applies to me too. But yeah, yeah, it might. It might be a friend. No, there were a couple funny things. I always used to say to you, what is it? Something? Oh, that's so fun. Yes, yeah. I remember that. that. Was, that's, oh, that's, my God. That's how I summarize art. That's, anyway. that's so many relationships, too. What is it? Something? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I have to watch it, though, because with Val, it isn't something. Uh-huh. But I have a tendency to project onto the person. It goes back to my mother. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong, and I have to fix it. So really, that's my problem. You did have a lot of problems. <laughs> Yeah, it was such a, it was, it's so funny because when I was going through it, I didn't realize what, uh, what a, what's the word I'm looking for? What a crossroads I was at. You were at a real crossroads. I mean, literally like the biggest one in my life. But that's the thing. It was like quitting my job, finding money to sustain, living in New York City, doing comedy. It was like a life shift. It was a huge one. It was a huge life shift. It's so embarrassing to have to like be in a relationship while I was going through it. But that, I don't want to say that. But I was part of that time. Yeah. And I was an important part of that time. Yeah. And I look at other girlfriends I've had, one in particular that I'm awfully harsh on. Uh-huh. I know who it is. Sure. Um, and I try and love her be- because she was a linebacker for me in another way. My, mm. br- my brother was a linebacker in this way and blocked these things. And that particular relationship, even though it was the hardest one for me, um, really helped me establish boundaries with my parents and helped me establish myself as a person. So... That's something that I – that's a mantra I repeat all the time, which is love your jailbreaker. She broke me out of another prison. Oh. Like I keep going from one prison to the next prison to the next prison. And the next one's always nicer than the last one. But totally. you're always kind of stuck. And then you meet these people and it's, it is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed Ugh, of who so I embarrassing. was. Yeah, sure. For sure. But uh, yeah. And that goes back to our relationship ended, but that what a wonderful thing. And oh, I'm my God. So great that we're, we're And the friendship we're even, I feel better. closer Oh, now. for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, because that's where we should have been from the beginning, but we just – dove into a right. relationship because we're like, we get along so well. Right. Why wouldn't we date? Right, right, right. Like, right. that's just the instant impulse. If you're single and you meet someone, that's so funny. If, you, if you're if you single and you meet someone who you get along with famously, yeah. not just get along with, but like, oh my God, like soul sister. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like, where have you been then. kind of getting along? The The logical conclusion is like, well, why wouldn't we date? Well, let's assign the label of girlfriend. Yeah. I'll go, that's that's the role we should be playing. Right. When really what I – this is very Ram Dass, but what's actually happening is just two essences are really yes. into each other. Yeah, there's a chemistry there. There's a, there's a real – I want to come up with some kind of like Benefer word for like friendship chem- chemistry. Oh, Fren- yeah. Fremistry. Fremistry. But, but yeah, there was. But that's yeah. what's so – it's so interesting. It's like you got to like – we feel like we like got that out of the way and now yeah. it's like, oh, but we're like – right. Buddy buddies. And it's been the best. Yeah, it's been the best. Can I tell you the hardest time I laughed? Okay, but I one last opportunity okay, yes, to yes, tell yes. me about God. 
you don't have to. But I want you to say you don't want to talk about I don't, it. I mean, I don't really want to talk about God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, now I feel like I should have an answer, but I, uh, I don't really want to. I, you know why I don't really feel it? Because I feel like we really, I like that we talked about the morbid curiosity at the top. And that yeah. fulfilled me on some level. So I think I'm like, God, I don't know. Me too. I also feel like I don't have a really great conclusive feeling i i do i will say i lean i know <laughs> yikes i do lean i lean when it's over it's over but there is i have a, a nicer less harsh yeah sort of spiritual when curiosity it's over, it's over isn't isn't that yeah but i just mean i, I don't want to just reduce it to that because i know that is that is one way of kind of wrapping it up but whatever anyways i'd rather move on i don't think i touched that with my foot but it moved <gasps> It was weird. No, you did. Well, Occam's Razor, I did. But I didn't feel it, so I didn't. Oh. Oh. Yeah, over it's over. I think about that. But then, you know, the more I, I delve into the mystical stuff, the more I hear about things like ego death. So they like people are like, um, I was reading about this physicist, and he was talking about when you die, every part of you is still there. You're just far less organized. <laughs> so I love that. There's, yeah, we love that. But when people talk about life after death, we're really clinging to this idea of Pete. We're, we're clinging to these memories, these experiences. And, and then you'll meet these Buddhists or whatever, or whoever it is that I'm talking to. And they're like, it's not necessarily a conscious <laughs> retaining of everything you were. You know, the childish or my own childish understanding of heaven was like, I'd be up there and, I, and I'd be Pete. And I'd still have the values and the attributes and people would like that I was funny and, or that I was a good listener or whatever it was or that I wasn't a good listener or whatever it is. But then like the more mystical types that I talk to, the more they're like, no, your essence continues, but your essence has no interest in the drama of your life or the way that you falsely identify yourself with your mind. So that sounds to me like we've gone all this way to come back to when it is over, it is over, but it's not over. But it's not not over in a way that you can't really appreciate with your rational mind because you're just merging back into the ocean. Yes. That wave is gone, but then you get sucked back into the right. thing that is – all of consciousness and all of awareness. But guess what? That wave is still gone and that's what you're clinging to. Mm -hmm. When I started this podcast and I asked people what happens when you die, what you're hearing is a man asking, do you think I'll still be around going, holy shit, I died and I'm here now and everything's real and there's dad and there's mom and there's my kitten. Well, the more I look into it, the more it's just like, no, nothing happened, nothing no. left. Or, but it's also not me just going like, I'm Pete. I'm a funny one, and right. I'm tall, right, right, and right. I'm male, right. and I'm from Boston. I think that does go away. Yeah. So even the more I dive into like reincarnation or, or whatever it might be, some sort of idea of afterlife, we're still left with a like, how disappointing would it be if it's just we're dead and we're up on a cloud and I'm drinking YooHoo because that's my eternity forever pleasure drink, and I'm just like, hey, remember when I did my uh, half hour and you were in the balcony? But remember that? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> now, God. Now I'm just asking. Remember that? Yeah. That was funny. Remember that? But um, that would be a disappointing afterlife. Yeah. I kind of like thinking that when it's over, it's over. And that, I, you know, uh, the collective consciousness and, like, you know, our spirit does sort of reunite with the rest of the world. And then it, whatever reincarnation, like you were just saying. I like the idea. I like when it's over, it's over because I think that. Um, I think it does make you more present. And I also think it makes you realize how none of this matters, which could be very sad, but also very freeing. 
Well, it teaches detachment. Yeah, I try if, to. If I try to live to that way. I do try to live that way. Renounce attachment, then we would go like, of course, when it's over, it's over. But it's like when it's over, it's over. My big mantra now is like, and then what? It's like you die and you do go somewhere else, and then what? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do differently now? How's it going to change you now? Are yeah. you going to love more or less? Are you going to have more or less grace and compassion? Are you going to be kind to your Uber driver? Whatever it is. Yeah. So just keep doing that. All right. So we talk about God a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I yeah. My, my grandmother passed away last year, and I just keep thinking, like, oh, it's so great that there are other people who are still alive who, like, I mean, it's so, like, I just feel all of this is, like... Whatever. I never. I feel like I don't have a vocabulary for talking about this kind of stuff, but I'm trying. You're saying because her memory lives on in these. Uh, yes, and I do. I do think that's what's like kind of amazing about like reproducing and having. I like that it it keeps the lineage. It keeps the. I get it because I really do believe like that. Not only do the memories of her carry on, but her traits carry on. Yeah. Like she, like she's in me. I do so. I have so many mannerisms that are hers, and then my kids are gonna have those mannerisms, and their kids. There's a the the personality that comes with our lineage also moves on, which I think is really just like quirky and fun and yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that, and yeah. cheetahs have that too. <laughs> cheetahs are like, look at a little rarar. <laughs> little rarar is just like big rarar. Same name. <laughs> but I feel like it's there's always like the people you always hear like people glorifying like oh like remember the time she and it's like okay whatever but I like that she actually is the one who's like she's moving on with with everyone or with my kids or whoever I, I think that there's something that's the to me the most like conscious replica of her moving on mm-hmm. versus just like stories about her mm-hmm. It's like the personality just kind of keeps keeps on going. Through breeding. Through breeding. <laughs> Pro breeding. But it's interesting if you're uh, in But a then that sounds very selfish because it's don't... like, oh, well, like, I want us to keep living. And then it sounds like, I don't know. Well, I think we're tapping into that lizard part of our brain. That's yeah. Like, I won't die if my child is like me. And that's where you get like abusive dads. And yeah. Like, I know. And I, get, I even sensed it when I was saying it. I'm like, uh. Billy but Elliot. it is true, though. It is kind of, it is, I don't know. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. I, I pushed you and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me the hardest time you laughed. We talked, we talked for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the hardest time I laughed. The hardest time I made you laugh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Uh, I probably could figure that out, too. Uh, but the hardest time I laughed was uh, I – so Dan and I – I don't smoke weed that often, but Dan and I smoke. Eddie? Uh, no, that's the hardest time you left. I was like miserable, like coming off of mushrooms and being like, am I dying? And you're like, just living it up. I was laughing. You were laughing hardest so hard. I've ever laughed. Yeah. Um, no, but Dan and I, we smoked, we smoked and we were watching this, uh, docuseries that I love called disappeared, which is about people going missing. And there was this. So it's whatever. It's just a, it's like a, you know, 22 minute, whatever documentary about, um, and you had smoked weed. We had smoked a little weed, smoke weed once in a while. And, <laughs> and there was this, um, investigator who came on. So they cut from a scene. I think it was, they cut from a reenactment to this woman talking about the person who had gone missing. And I don't even remember what she was talking about, but the cut from 
the reenactment to her, she just goes, there are so many things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what came after that. But the way she said it, we re- we were just constantly rewinding and dying. Uh, there are so many things. <laughs> and in the heavy show, it's even better. That's great. Dying. That's great. Val and I and uh, Brent James watched this thing about. I think I've told this one before, but we were watching a thing about the. Uh, Oh, I'm forgetting his name. But it was this serial killer in South Central that was killing so many people. And it was a lot of, like, prostitutes and stuff. It didn't get a lot of uh, coverage. And mm-hmm. anyways, this whole story. The Sleeper or something? I don't remember. Mm. Anyway, so it's a very heavy documentary. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, they're just shooting B-roll of a gospel choir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for this. <laughs> like, the point is not the choir. <laughs> the point is that... There is a woman in the choir that has some information on the case. But to set her up, it shows the choir. Okay? So she's like doing voiceover over footage of her in the choir. And it is the worst moment. I'm not saying the choir is terrible, but the moment that they picked is like off key. The (laughs) the organ player is kind of like sliding around, like not lifting his fingers up. You know what I mean? He's playing a low G, and he has to go to a high C, but he just, like, it sounds like he passed out while he's playing. And off key, the whole choir is going, Lord, you are excellent. You are excellent. Oh, Lord. And we literally died. We're dead. We've died, and we're dead people. You oh so God. if you ever want to make Val or Brent oh. laugh, just go. You are excellent, <laughs> and they were so off pitch. They were so bad in that moment. I love that. Yeah, it's the uh. most brutal part about the documentary, and it's about murder. <laughs> with my hardest time, I laughed. If you ever just start a sentence with "there are," I will die laughing. Like that. There it's are. That, there are so many. <laughs> but just sometimes I'll catch myself saying there are like just starting there a normal are, sentence in yeah. my normal life I'll be like well there are and then I'll just stop and go there are so many things that's my favorite oh, I want to just like I wish I could just like isolate it and send it to you well it's I funny I, I did one of those in this podcast whenever I say time to time I'm doing Ben Affleck and Goodwill Hunting I love when jokes or, or funny joyful ideas infuse our language so I'll go from time to time, which is how he mm-hmm. says. Mini Driver asks him if he comes to the bar a lot, and he goes, me, I come here from time to time. So I say that, and there are so many things. And when I do, when you did your uh, voiceover little thing. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. I say that all the time. And no one knows what I'm talking about. People still don't know what I'm talking about. But I love – that's one of my favorite things about the Batman videos we did. Yeah. Is there's all these like little quotes that – Infuse into people's lives. So it's like also fun groups when groups of friends. Like, well, it's also fun when you when you watch something so many times that you know the pacing of the dialogue. Yeah, and that in and in and of itself, there's no actual content that's quotable, but the pacing of the dialogue is so memorable. Yeah, interesting. Like the way the actor said the word cantaloupe or whatever it is. Well, it's like whoa, you just become like obsessed. From Seinfeld, where George quits. And then he comes back the next day as if nothing happened. And then his boss kicks him out. And he goes, get out. And he goes, you're serious. 
aren't you? And we always say, you're serious, aren't you? I love that. Not aren't you, aren't you? Yeah. It's like the weirdest way to say it. And that's the take they used. Yeah. No, I love that. I find it so fast. I, I, yeah, I feel like, oh, with Rosemary's Baby, which you did that oh, really yeah. funny thing. But yeah, when she's like, driver. Yeah. I always like, I think about it all the time. And that's another movie I watch like all the time. you found this little gem that's just for you. You're like, I'm going to keep that one. Yeah. Driver. Driver. There yeah. are. Is that the scene with the guy? Yeah. The only black guy in that movie. Uh-huh. Is a cab driver. I mean, it makes us laugh. So, hun- so I, I, hard. It makes me and laugh every time now. She asks him to watch her. Watch her, yeah. Go to the door, right? And she tips him like two cents, mm-hmm. and we we just wouldn't stop laughing about like, how bad is your day? Bitch, how bad is your day? Bitch, how bad is your day? You want me to watch you <laughs> <laughs> go to the door to make sure you? It's the middle of the day. You just tip me fifteen cents. And you're asking me to watch your pregnant, wobbly ass? How? How? Yeah. How bad is your day? How bad is your day? Bitch! When we watch that those days, that bitch. so good. We watch, no one will ever, we put that online. Nobody will ever enjoy that as much as we did. Probably, I wonder if people think it feels a little iffy on the racial side. It is. It's like, well, it's it's, but it's certainly also, weird. Whenever satir- a white guy does a big '70s black guy voice, yeah, it's always uncomfortable. But it is a very funny observation. It was funny of how uh, how how bad is your day? yeah, and also just his role. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's the only. Excuse me. <laughs> how bad is your day? Bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry, but how bad is your day is great. It is That's great. a gift for everyone, for us at least. Well, that was great. You told me the hardest time you like, there are so many things. There are so many things. Come story now. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> it was fun in the moment. It was fun in the moment. That was great. We could tell Amsterdam. I'm tired. We don't I'm tired to do too. And I'm hot. It's hot. It got hot. We're tired. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Can I tell people to watch my show? Yeah. What's it called? It's True called TV presents. True TV presents ten things. That's ten what things. It's called. it's called ten things, and it's on. Is it called Ten Things with Jamie Lee? It's no. I wish. I would have pushed for that. It's I a did. Better title. I did. But it's not because you want your name in it. No, it's a better it's because title. Because it's a better title. No, it's a better title. Ten things. Ten things. You can use this audio. It's not as good as 10 Things with Jamie Lee. I did push. Push again. Yeah, maybe I'll push again. I'm sure they wanted the other show to be called Ruins Everything. I don't know. Adam Ruins Everything. I know, I know. I like that show. It's a good show. I like that show. Oh, yeah, it's great. I think my show might be after his show. Oh, good lead-in. I think. I'm not sure. This is a two and a half hour... Late in the podcast plug. <laughs> I'm just saying Adam it. Adam ruins everything. Yes. Oh, and your show. And my Ten show. things. What's the idea? Ten things. It's kind of like a listicle come to life. It's sort of like if BuzzFeed. What's a listicle? It's like BuzzFeed. Like, it's like a list that Is I that take a- you through. There's like a themed list every episode. Uh-huh. So it'll be like ten things you didn't know about food. You'd actually really like it. It has like an Adam ruins everything vibe. It has like that infotainment kind infotainment. of vibe. Infotainment. Yeah. That's why I like Adam Ruins. Yeah. And it's it has takeaway. Funny. It's funny. It has takeaway. It's good. And you find yourself going like... 
I know something. Yeah. Oh my and god, I've learned it. so much doing this I've show. It's crazy. It's really like I I'm kind of depressed just knowing like how uninformed I am. But I also want to I, I it's one of those shows that everyone wants to submit an idea. As a vegan studies, I always feel like he could do a a vegan episode. I bet he he will. I wonder if he will. I don't think he is didn't a he, vegan. Did he do a vegetarian one? Did he? I feel like maybe because, he did. Because you could do it on both sides. Like you could talk about how we're full of totally. shit. Totally. Oh, you yeah. That's why about, it's great. Yeah. But you yeah. can also talk about how everyone else is full of shit. Right. How, the point is, However is you everyone play is full it, of totally, shit. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't mean to put my ideology ahead of anyone else. No. I think that that's probably why the sh- I mean, I think that's why the show's great. And yeah. I, I'm, it's an I'd equal be opportunity. shocked if it didn't get another season. So. It did. Oh, it already did? It did. Oh, good. Yeah. I, knew, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew that that was happening. Yeah. You're in with True TV. You should know this. Yeah, I should know that. I feel like I, I checked. I don't know. How did you get 10 things? Um, I did a pilot with the production company that produced 10 things for Lifetime. And then that didn't go forward. But then when this thing came up, they were like, hey, I want to work together again. So they rebooted the idea? No. The other, the one that we did for Lifetime, um, it was called Broadband. It was kind of like Lady Tosh. Basically, they're always like fail shows where it's just like internet videos but i've never really found like a roundup of like the cute stuff and like right that kind of thing that's more skewed towards you know like just i don't know not america's funniest home videos just like a better selection yeah that's more like just actually funny <laughs> um it would be weird if in the 90s you could watch america's funniest home videos and go this is the future i know but with a better selection i know and like and a more just... interesting like interface yeah <laughs> a cooler set and then let bob saget be himself <laughs> I know. oh my god seriously <laughs> what was he saying under his breath that's during the so videos? funny i want to find the live feed of his lavalier oh my god, that's so funny his lapel mic so he's like look at that fat ass oh my god <laughs> i bet it was great stuff but then they used the pre-recorded like ouch yeah Talk about a nacho libre. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a plate of nachos falling off a table. <laughs> you are excellent. <laughs> I'm going to remember it. I'm going to do it when I see Val and or Brent. <laughs> you are excellent. Well, you're excellent. Thanks for you're doing excellent. it. You're excellent. Thank you so this much. This was so fun. Super fun. Uh, well, would you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. <laughs> Will you do it like that there are so many things? Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Will you say there are so many keep it crispy? There are so many crispy things. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted it so specifically. All right. Thank you, JB. I love you very much. Okay. Love you. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.